0: going on before you guys get into the episode i just wanted to send our apologies um one for the delay and two the audio coming from my mic uh, was a little skewed uh, throughout the podcast so we did our best to kind of nullify uh, a little beep that was going on behind um, still sounds good and then the second half of the podcast when joe gets on it uh gives back to normal so thanks for bearing with us uh starting 2020 off with a bang i guess you could say enjoy
1: welcome back tnt hoops episode 29 decade episode it's your boy quit bucks May y'all know the vibes Got my guy answered to the left of me. We're just going, you know, run down, you know, topics from the last 10 years of our lives, right? The last decade. You know, it's crazy how it flew like that, but... So,
0: you know, let them know the topics we going to talk about today, boy Yeah, so for today, we got the teams of the decade Uh and I going to review some of the teams that kind of influence basketball as we see it today uh, With that, we got our all decade teams of guards, forwards, centers, and all that And we have our moments of the decade as well And later in the episode, we kind of go into our cultural aspect of the two We have our top five albums of the decade Movies of the decade And uh, our guy Scoob is going to come in and get some of these David Hoops teams of the decade as well that's uh, pretty much yeah, pretty it, man. That's pretty much We got a lot back. more
1: for y'all. Yeah, we're good to be back on set. Got a lot more for y'all. You'll see an episode coming up, obviously. Let's yeah. My whole arm and the rim is caught. And
2: I know Poppy get a key for the potter. Shawty belly skin and double C's I bought her. Got a bitch that's looking like a little shit model. What a game. We will never forget this. Hopefully with joy in our hearts. Nine seconds
1: left.
3: Eagles by eight. Brady lines them up. He's back again. He steps up. He's hit. He stumbles.
1: He is throwing it deep for the end zone. And it is batted around and incomplete. Incomplete. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere, this is for you.
3: So that for me.
1: For sure. yes. First championship, you know I'm saying in the city. In the f- football wise, you know, the city loves the Eagles more than anything. I don't care what the other four sports do, the Eagles will always be the like Philly's yeah, team. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's football sure, town for sure. for sure. You know what I'm saying? We get that advantage when it get cold out, you know what I'm saying, every single year because you're coming into Philly. Yeah,
0: it's hard to play in the link. The link is top three hardest places to play for
1: right. And it's, I mean, obviously our team's talent matters, but it still gives every team we pretty much have a great advantage just because of how crazy the city is and how passionate the fans are. Yeah. And we won that Super Bowl, bro. It's just like, yo, all these years, of complaining. Yeah. And, oh, we want to trade. Perfectly scripted, too. It, like,
0: their it, starting quarterback goes down. Like, I and think everything's over. Yeah, and like, Again, yeah. you think it's oh, all Eagles we had a great team, it was like 13-3. Like, that's a crazy regular season team. Probably the best team we've seen since... That McNabb year, like you know what I mean, when we went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Pats, so.
1: And I think that last game they just lost right to the Cowboys, was it? I think they like rested their starters and lost. Yeah. So they would have been like fourteen and two. I mean, say, Car- you know would be what I mean? Crazy. Like, like, that would have been yeah. I was a definitely the best Eagles team.
0: team of our life. Um, and it's kind of come full circle because we're back here today, twenty nineteen, uh, January fifth, and we had the Seahawks coming into town, and once again, we've snuck into the playoffs with the ski mask. Uh, As Malcolm said, the team that nobody wants to see, the friend that nobody wants to be at the party, but comes anyway to disrupt things, to Mm shake things up. 440 starts. It's
1: crazy you say that, man. Not to cut you off, but it's crazy you say that because it's like, no matter how everything has gone, like in this season, Mm -hmm. it's like nobody wants to see Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't care. We were saying this earlier off the pod, like, Carson Wentz is talent. He's a top 10, top five talent. Top ten for sure. Mm-hmm. Some can argue top five talent. You know what I'm saying? Throws he can make, some of the plays he can make, elevating his players, which they said he couldn't do, whatever. Um, just having him and now having a coach who
0: You have a shot. You have a better yeah. shot than a team like the Bills. Like so yesterday yeah. we're watching you're watching the Bills game against the Texans and the Josh Allen, he has like the forty two yard run and they made some big plays and they go up sixty like was it, sixteen nothing? Yeah. And then after that it just stalls just like stalls. And when you you're asking a guy to make plays in tight windows, like in the red zone Carson Wentz is it's flawless. It's over. Just zero picks.
1: <laughs> it's over. Like people just don't take that into account. It's like people want to run with narratives. Oh, I want the hot take to say, "Oh, Wentz isn't good because all the top analysts say he's a top five, top ten talent." If everybody with a football mind, like you said, everybody with a football mind has said Carson Wentz is a top five, top ten talent at least. He's obviously putting it all together. He's a younger quarterback coming up. Obviously, he's like what twenty seven now, but that's still relatively young for quarterbacks. You know, especially their primes. Yeah,
0: bro, and to be this young, he's 14-6 and at home. Like, think about that. Like, that's one of those, you don't have a great team. Like, we beat the Giants when they came in here. You beat the skin. like, you just get it done at home. Like, we don't have those games where it's like, I mean, the Miami game is obviously an outlier. But still, like, that's even, like, coming off of two straight wins. Yeah, I mean,
1: he couldn't really control the Miami game. They put up 31. But, yeah, like you said, uh, he's a talented, talented guy overall. But, obviously, that's, that's Super Bowl it's kind of it's the
0: defining moment of a sports fan for me like it's the culmination of just like you watch every single year and you and i always talk about it like we're four four for four philly sports fans so you you ride with whatever team is in the city and like you follow them like so it's like the phillies was cool in 08 but it wasn't something we're particularly connected we played literally but it wasn't a sport that you follow avidly right right? the sixers that you get a okay run in 11 with Drew Holiday and those guys and stuff like that. But, like, right. those teams are never really even good enough. And then you, you get the same thing with Chip Kelly. You get the, the – Well, you know, got go to right. go into that a
1: little bit, though. got to go into that a little bit. The a little bit because you get the whole window of – like, we're, we have, have canceled out that part of our sports fandom just because we have a team literally putting the worst possible players on the court yeah. to eventually flip that to get – who are now Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, obviously a project at Markel Fultz, and however that process, quote-unquote process, went. But it's like we had to go through a little three-, four-year window where we just— Evan Turner
0: was the second pick in the NBA draft. Like, that was crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. That was our—
1: Yeah, we drive horribly. But still, not even that, but— just the fact that we had to watch that. Like, there was literally G League players, D League, at the time, players on our floor, like, starting fives. Like, we were just getting bombed by 30, 40 every night. Clippers, I remember it was was a clip... uh, Blake Griffin had, like, three dunks in a row, like, Jamal Crawford, like, between the legs, threw it up, like, with the fast break, like, they were doing whatever, you know what I'm saying? It was that type of team, and we had to go through that in basketball, so. The Eagles are the only thing that's been consistent. The only like bright consistent, spot. You know what yeah. I mean? They're state, They're consistent and throughout. And
0: perfect transit. Like, that's not, so not perfect, but it was from Andy. Chip had a couple good years. Like, as much as we hate Chip Kelly, like, we had exciting teams here. Like, Foles was solid with them. Um, the Vic what, year was Two years, cool. yeah. one or two years, I think. Yeah. Chip was good. I think he was here for three, right?
1: Before. Yeah. He was
0: here for three. Like, right. I think the last, that back in year was bad. But, it went sour. Quick. Yeah, then we got Doug, and Doug came here and turned it right up, like, 10 and 6 year. It's just, it's been great, man. Like, just to be an Eagles fan and just to kind of win that championship, as you said, after the odds are stacked against us. And then last year, even coming back to win a playoff game when Foles comes in, rattles off four straight to get in the playoffs, beats the Bears. Like, so it's just.
1: Right. So man, I'm just incredible. thinking, what, what was the, so Doug's first year, 9 and seven, mm-hmm. second year, 13 and 3. Third year, I guess we went 9 and 7 last year, and we went, we went 9 and 7 three times.
0: I mean, but mm-hmm. got in the playoffs, and it just, it's just a situational. on the team heats up towards the end of the year.
1: And it's, um, I think it's a it's more of a testament to Howie Roseman and getting younger guys in here so we can win games more consistently throughout the year and we don't have to turn it up yeah. and be a perfect team down the stretch every single year, which is good in football, though, because if you're hot going into the playoffs, that's...
0: That's all that matters. Uh, yeah. That's all that matters. we have seen
1: that Giants team, what year was that? When I mean, they beat the Patriots. Yeah,
0: they beat both the two years they beat the Patriots, but... Yeah. It's,
1: it's but yeah, the, but I'm talking about twelve. the year they were nine and seven, and they rattled off like what four, eight in a row or whatever. Yeah. Um, they, they had a pass rush and they had, a, yeah. re, I guess, respectable quarterback Eli Man who made a couple plays that <laughs> won the that Super Bowl.
0: So and then I guess we'll talk about today's game for a little bit. I think the scenario where we beat Seattle is they they can't run the ball as well effectively anymore, right? So they're depending on Marshawn not to be the I mean, it's the bulk of the carries now. Yeah, he's, gonna guess, getting, you know, 25 carries, but it's going to have to be Wilson beaten. It's just from within the pocket. Like, just the, the DM contains the like, Guys just can't let him just break contain. Like, and it sounds easier than I guess I'm yeah, making it, but. For sure. Like, we've done it before. Like, that 17 10 game, like, we, I think we should have beaten Seattle a couple weeks ago as well. So, yeah. Get the same sure. twice. Um, we it's get all to, of our guys rolling. So, it's, yeah.
1: It's hard to beat a team twice, twice at, home, yeah, at home and then this one in the playoffs it's like the pressure is kind of still just on you yeah um you know because you're supposed to be the better team you're supposed to come in here and beat us so yeah earth is like, playing you
0: know, too which is i'm scared year.
1: i'm scared with that but i don't why, know why are you, you just rocking out or what like bro they, they i mean they said it was like a little tear a little small
0: laceration in yeah. his kidney like, yeah he's broken rib. mm-hmm
1: he said it was, they said it was healing real it healed real quickly. He's playing with that like jack off. Oh, yeah.
0: But the fact okay. that he wants to play like that to me, like like we give Ertz a lot and like you, he Ertz has got it from us a lot on this podcast Bro. too. Because he is probably the I worst tight end to just break like yards after the catch but I
1: don't think we've given Ertz that much help. It was like one time. Like I love Zach Ertz. Me yeah. personally, like I love Zach Ertz. He, it is so anybody's good for fourteen
0: catches, like you can't I mean you're gonna nitpick everybody, I guess. You what, what? You're gonna nitpick everybody, but <laughs> anybody that's good for fourteen catches is Always gonna. That's a lot of catches. Yeah, you know, I mean. he give you ten, but, yeah, but he, it's a
1: consistent ten. It's a consistent eight, ten yeah. catches area, and that's so that's, valuable on that's NFL that, level. Yeah. Like we do talk, we do talk. Um, what's his name George Kittle mm-hmm. from San Fran? San Fran, but bro, if you look at their, I mean, that's a different Kittle's animal. good. I know, yeah, I know, but Kittle plays different, but if you look at their numbers. Like, Urch's production is just so consistent that they still stay up with yeah. what Kittle does. You know what I mean? I don't think Kittle has as much reception as him, but, like,
0: I don't know. Overall, as yeah. an offensive player, I think that's where people fall with Kittle. Is no, here. I agree. I think he's Kittle probably, maybe is the better player. Yeah, yeah, best
1: blocking tight end, probably, now that Gronk is gone, on. Man. Honestly, he's the best um, for sure, but um, I'm talking about just in, in terms of consistency, Zach. And, right Ertz running is
0: and being there for his quarterback. Being there, you know?
1: like, just making it easy for him, All right? You need, like, we discredit and we say, "Oh, you know, Zach Ertz goes down quickly." And I'm, I say that all the time. I admit it. But
0: he knows like, where the sticks are at all times, which is incredible for a,
1: four or five yard yeah. catch. Like what's there's in football, that's always a positive yeah, play. Yeah. If you can consistently do that, yeah. you know what I'm saying for your quarterback. I mean, and be in a soft spot, in like
0: the zone or like, finally, like he's, I don't know. And the cover in the coverage. And right zone, line. he's
1: tough. He stays up. He runs through the end zone. Gets good yeah. catches. Like you know what he did in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah. But, I'm uh, nervous, though. I'm nervous, as you guys yeah, can probably hear. But I think, you know, at this point, man, anything is possible in the league.
1: So we need, a, we need a prediction. We need a prediction for today. 27 uh,
0: 24. Birds. Um, okay. Yeah.
1: So Carson Carson, hooping a little bit. Yeah, I mean, 27.
0: Per usual, though. Yeah. Per usual in the league. After that, got to go to San Fran. And it's 7 uh, If we beat San Fran. Man, that's really, not talking about
1: um, the other. Yeah. Because you don't know. I don't know if you. Do you think the Saints are 100% beating the Violins? You giving the
0: Vikings no shot. Yeah, there's no shot. No <laughs> no shot. It you it can say there's
1: no shot in football. Just because it's a, it's one and done. Like the Vikings just beat them two years ago. Like that psychological. I'm telling you, that psychological advantage. They Brees, just beat them Brees on is, that bullshit. He might be Yeah, Brees is he, He's the
0: shit. he's the last of that that generation that's left now. Now that Brady's out, we saw Brady lose last night. Uh, he's the last of that elk that is in the playoffs now, bro. If they live. He yeah. if they lose, bro. And I, I, just can't see. I can't see that. NFL I can't going, see it either. Going without Breeze. that's. I don't goal. even. I wouldn't want it to
1: happen now that Brady's gone. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But I kind of do because I don't want to play that. It's his, still. it's his
0: Manning year, bro. It's his Manning year, like.
1: No, it's not his Manning. It is. It's his last real. But he's tough. Like, he man nah, his last year he was. He was not Drew Brees. What Drew Brees is right now? Yeah, and their defense isn't even This a, team is
0: built. Right now to win a Super Bowl. Like if I if I don't if they don't get it done this year, we're yeah, coming back strong. The Cowboys are coming back strong. Yeah. Like the, the NFC is
1: Cowboys are not by far
0: the, the toughest division of football right now. It's just gonna get a little tougher next year. Like the Bears are gonna adjust their quarterback and maybe it's Jameis or Cam goes in. The Bears.
1: No, they said they're keeping Mitch. No, they said they're investing they, they they in him full term, whatever. They said it though. I'm not gonna even Bro <laughs> if they I mean they put no it out there shot. Yeah, you're no, saying that, no but they put it out shot. they did they put it out there? Yeah, hey, teams say a lot of things. The
0: the uh the Brown said you yeah, were staying with Freddie Kitchens. <laughs> two weeks later, he's fired. Like,
3: right. has gone. All right. It's
0: the same All thing, bro. Like, we'll see. you say that now just to kind of keep stability in the organization. Like, you don't want your quarterback like being worried for two weeks after Christmas right. and New Year. <laughs> like, that's drawn. Um,
1: nah, you're yeah. right. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just giving you your um,
0: prediction though, for the day. You asked me to score. score yeah, for, for
1: me, I have. I'm feeling like twenty seventeen birds. Okay. I feel like it's gonna be one of those grinded out games too. And I don't want it to be twenty seventeen because that's like you edgy seat, but it's like whatever, like that's the game, but that's the game of football. <laughs> yeah, twenty seventeen birds, man.
0: Who do we Who's the X factor, I guess, that we need the performance out of the most? Um, well, we need Jake Elliott to make those
1: ball. two field goals, cause you're gonna kick two field goals and you are gonna score two touchdowns. Okay, right. Um, so that's nobody wants to talk. Fan. Nobody wants to talk about you know kickers and football because I I hate the whole aspect of kicking and football at this point. But mm. um, yeah, Jake Elliott, whatever him.
0: So on the offensive side of the ball, who's the guy that has to contribute? Uh,
1: I, I'm interested to see what Jordan Howard can bring, just because we've seen how the offenses kind of flow now. Mm-hmm. You know, we you'll get you know Miles Sanders explosive out the backfield and running the ball, catching it out the backfield. Same with Boston Scott, moving him in motion and just getting the defense moving right. And now you got Greg Ward running, you know, ten and outs, boom. Yeah. Carson's hitting him just got the Perfect
0: spacing. You know, oh my, Greg it, and he just keeps you know plays
1: saying? alive, bro. So now I mean you get Jordan Howard in there, you you can bring him in on I guess not obvious running downs and kinda of trying to pound the football yeah. a little bit and wear them down a little bit, especially in the second half of the game.
0: But we Have gotta keep. Three we gotta keep Miles so Turner. That's the. Miles that's the thing with that, He needs though, like, 20 that, touches
1: yeah. at least.
0: Exactly. So I don't want you to try to work Jordan Howard in at the expense of him. 20, 20
1: touches at least. He's he's too good to not touch the football. And then Boston Sky, I mean, he needs his. He needs to play. He yeah. scored three times last week. Yeah.
0: I mean, I can be, We'll see like a couple two two running back sets with like uh, Sanders and Scott like on either side of Wentz, and then you can mix it up. You can do a lot from there. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, that's what I'm interested in seeing what Jordan Howard can bring. Because if he brings me mm-hmm. a little bit in a playoff game, when he, I mean, I guess he's on the scouting report, but he hasn't really played. So, yeah. but that's a well, great can... thing about
0: having good coaches, because you know there's going to be ways where they incorporate him to the game where he's right. going to be effective, and it's not going to be like a waste of carries with him. Because we still have Miles and Boston, so those could still be our primary backs. But Jordan could be in on the short downs where it's like, damn, we got fresh leg Jordan Howard in who's been itching for carries, itching to get more. Like, yeah, it's going to be sure. good. Shout out so. to Deuce Staley too.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. Let's go, man. Twenty seventeen, baby. Twenty seventeen.
0: <laughs> yeah, got the mask out. All right, let's move on. So we're gonna get right into the teams of the decade. Uh, Quid and I were discussing just some of our favorite compilation of rosters uh, that we've seen that's kind of influenced basketball. Um, the number one team, or you want to start from number three and then lead up to our number one? It's up to you. Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, we
1: could just kind of.
0: Yeah, we'll start, we'll start yeah. with, our, I guess, our least favorite. So, the least favorite, well, that Mavs, I guess, is the individual roster. Um, Dirk, Jason Williams, uh, Sean Marion. Like So, him leading that team in 2011 and getting his Jason first. Kip, Jason yeah, Kidd. J- yeah, 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 Jason Kidd. Yeah. Jason Williams on the Heat. Um, that was kind of one of the cooler teams to me because it kind of just gave – Life for basketball. It's like yeah, you can go up against the superstar juggernaut team and the Heat, obviously. So After cliche. that, it's cliche, but it's cool. Oh, like it's it's amazing. I mean, Dirk, Dirk was tough though. He like, was super. Dirk tough. was real. Like yeah. Dirk was a legit
1: superstar at that time. Like he was in his prime. Like how he was in his, like not athletic, but he can move as well as he ever was going to move. And then mentally, like he was everything least, was locked yeah. in. You know what I mean? So it, it's like KD in his prime now going up against. I don't know. It's, I don't, I mean, it was tough. But like, to, to go head I mean, to head
0: with that Heat team, mm-hmm. and to be the, like, it's just kind of... A Mavs like, yeah. team that
1: had been together, though. Oh, we look at the scheme of it, are all vets. But that's... That's my point. Like, that gives a me hope for basketball, because it's like yeah. a
0: well-structured team. Like, they can still compete with a team. Now, that I was the first that we've seen, Because we'll, and we'll talk about this so as well. It's like a, a team that's changing there where guys just team up, and it's like, all right, we're now with this juggernaut. And, like... As to where they're, they're, really they're started, my favorite yeah. team of the decade, but to see that, that, that yeah. where they're the team of the decade for me is just I don't know.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, that was that was definitely an interesting team. I was I was great how they. I love how Brian has those quotes saying that. Um, was Dwayne Casey part of that coaching staff? Can you look that up? Yeah. So he was head coach, he was coach call
0: out fifty-seven and twenty-five. I, yeah, I believe Casey was on that staff. Is when we scored at the bottom. Um,
1: should be right at the top there, but. Um, yeah, LeBron says how Dwayne Casey showed him that he wasn't a complete basketball player in that no, series. No, it was
0: gentry. It was gentry. Was it Gentry? Yeah, so uh Jim O'Brien, Mike Fritello, Rich Guerin, and uh Rudy Tomajanovich.
1: All right, well, I don't know what series it was It. yeah, I'm not sure what series it was, but yeah, he just LeBron talks about how um this that series, I'm pretty sure it was the Mavericks series. Um, showed him that he wasn't a complete basketball player yet. He wasn't able to score from three levels and affect the game as a complete scorer yet. Mm. He wasn't able to score on every type of NBA defense, I guess you can say. Because um, they were mixing in, you know, I remember Jason Kidd was guarding them, who's smaller, yeah. I guess he has a stronger base, but he was guarding and
0: it, them. And it kind of, so I'll, I'll let you finish, but it started from like the first two games, like they started with Marion, but like That's as, they, as the say, series yeah. went on, like they started to put smaller and smaller guys on the next, you know, it's like kids on them. For two or three quarters, and like LeBron just doesn't know what to do, like in that like mid-post range, and he's had that part of his game hadn't developed at that point yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Um. That yep, yeah, man, it's it take that's just shows. That goes to show i um, as dominant as LeBron has been, you know, through these ten years, and him being in the running for being one of the obviously the best player to ever play the game. There was still a point in his career where he had to get over, you know, get over a hump to get to where he is right now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It doesn't really just happen. Yeah. Like, and I think that's something, it, um, it, this, that leads into, there's something to be said that you know this know team was
0: I mean? a part of that. This team is, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the Heatles, the Heatles, will be our next team. Yeah. Exactly. What it it was what I
1: team, the Heat, Um,
0: 66 and 16 regular season. That was the team that won that 27 game win streak. Was
1: 66 just, and 16.
0: I, I remember Whew. in that year, uh, that was the like 2012 year, so that was the year after the Mavs to beat them, and they were just...
1: Stay on that, but real quick, what do you think, if they were 66-16, and 16, what do you think the Lakers are going this year? How many games do you think they're going, because I feel like, I feel like they probably can get 60, probably not 66.
0: No, nah, they'll probably be at that 59,
1: 58 yeah, range. high 50s, they'll, right. They'll,
0: they'll cool, not cool off, but they'll definitely start to ease Brown into, like... Yeah, just because, like, yeah, okay, okay. So no I, just, I don't know, that just
1: came to my head real quick, but yeah, go back with that, that Miami team was... Very interesting. I think that kind of showed me personally how complete of a player LeBron was. I mean, obviously he said at the time he felt he wasn't a complete scorer, but just the fact that he was able to score so efficiently, playing with another perimeter player, in Dwayne Wade, who I, I get—he's never really a three-point shooter. They're not—they're not, they're not catch-and-shoot guys, him and LeBron. But they both made it work with athleticism mm. and grace, and. Uh, just fluidity and how they played the game and then they started gravitating to some space with Chris Bosh stretching the floor a little bit and then just the LeBron's ability to make Norris Coles and Mario Chalmers and just you know average NBA point guards just play well in in you know big games just cuz of the ability to draw so much you know draw so much attention and you know get guys open shots it, was, it always it kind of showed me like All right, this guy is like like, This is it, you mm. know what I'm saying, as yeah. far as like making the right basketball play. Was the complete, of a basketball player, yeah. there's,
0: there's nothing better than this, and it's just
1: right at them at that that them heat years. It was like that second year, third year, it like, impossible
0: to stop. Like, That's when cool. you really
1: figured it out. I was like, damn, this dude is like, you because yeah, really... that was
0: it was two years after the Miami because they beat the Thunder in the lockout year. Um, and then the year after that is the year when they really turned it on, right? Mm. So, this is it was. Definitely, they've been together that, for a little
1: bit at that point. They yeah. lost in the championship. People really was questioning LeBron. Everything yeah. I'm talking about, if he lost again, I don't know what was going to happen. Like if he got that far in that point of his career after going to a team to supposedly, you know, stack up and win. Yeah, and didn't win the and chip. Didn't man. win. Yeah. yeah, people. He won two of them go. things. He said, he said that thing stank. Don't yeah. it? <laughs>
0: yeah, he has 16 and six Brown in the playoffs player. that year. Uh, Who? Um, the Heat That was the year They beat the Spurs um, weird, The weird. Spurs bounced back And beat them The next year uh, Then the last team um, Our team of the decade uh, was yeah, Golden State Warriors
1: Yeah just I, I was can. gonna say just There's a few of those teams The Warriors teams yeah. That were just crazy dominant They had their run here In what the last five years Of the decade mm-hmm. um, Or last six I guess Yeah was um, when they really picked it up But yeah, because even yeah. those Clippers years when they oh, yeah, were like, going they say, down the Clippers sweet. in
0: the Western Conference Finals, and uh-huh. the Clippers...
1: That's kind of when you I, kind of see them yeah, arriving. You know, yeah. It was like, all right, they, they coming.
0: Whose podcast was that when they, they were talking about going up against them? Um I forget which one that was, where they were saying, like, it was tough going up against those guys because you, you just see, it's like, damn, like, you see them in the regular season and it's tough to play against them, but, like, you think, all right, once we get in the playoffs, like, you'll be able to slow Curry and play down, but, like... 30 just, hap- like, just happens like that and it's like next thing you know you're down what 14, yeah, 15, 14, 15 and, quick more runs. Yeah, and the series is 3-2 and the Clippers had to kind of claw back Yeah so
1: yeah yeah, so definitely a dominant franchise you know you got Steph they built it around Steph and Clay, mm-hmm. and then you get Draymond that comes in so you got those three and then you know you kind of build like a, a deep team around those three players because mm-hmm. they they all maximize their their you know their they all maximize their ability to the best level. Like their, their their playing style is just meshed. You have yeah. two shooters um, that can both handle. Uh, people say Clay can't handle, and Clay, you know, he's not a crossover. He you know. To get to
3: his spots. Yeah, he
1: gets to his spots, and yeah, exactly. That's all I have to say. He gets to his spots, and he, you know, he shoots efficiently. He makes the right passes, and he plays yeah. basketball in the most fundamental it's way so possible. So selfish too. I think to ha- ha- yeah, that's just like To have that shit. next to the best shooter ever, and to be the second best shooter ever. You know, who obviously we didn't know at that time, but you know, we saw that as a decade progress. Jackson was trying to put his Dito. Like he's, he's trying saying. to tell us. He's trying to tell us. But yeah, having those two and then Draymond, who a guy that just bought. Like, Steve. Kerr, like, people say, oh, Mark Jackson, Mark Jackson. Yes, he did build that team. He was the Brett Brown of that situation. He
0: wasn't letting Draymond spin as Steve Curry is right now. Like, Draymond really started to turn into a. The, really the point forwards, as we see today like that is not LeB- not called LeBron James yes, bro. right like Thank the guy you. that you can give the ball exactly. to out for the break saying. and being able to in the middle of the floor make the right decision to either kick that shit out to Clay or just to have a deal. guy
1: like that that does not yeah. care about shooting he can score though like Draymond like he could take that shit yeah. right to the
0: cup and just you know, and that that's where you the he is you saw played in
1: college right yeah. to have that guy and just be like all right cool I know I have the two best shooters and I'm just I'm gonna find them and then on the other end I'm just going to be the enforcer just lock anybody up. So then you got those three, and you just put a a respectable wing Anybody, in Harrison, Harrison, Harrison Barnes, <laughs> slide him right in, and then boom. Yeah. As as well as those three guys are playing, slide Harrison Barnes in there, slide a the center in there, Bogut, who can you know screen, pass, rebound, yeah. you know defend. Boom.
0: That's it. Yeah, and then, and so other thing that you have order real
1: well, quick, My fault. You have a deep bench because those three guys haven't. They calmly arrived. Yeah. Like, it wasn't like they just were supposed to be the guy. You yeah. know what I mean? No, all three them,
0: injuries prevented him from getting right. a really big contract. Exactly. Like they had him on, like, a $44 million deal.
1: Right. So, I mean, the league looked at those three guys as good, but not guys about to take the league over. Mm-hmm. And that's why when people say they cheated and all this stuff, I'd be looking at it like, no, like, how can you say that? They drafted these guys. They added one free agent, which we... We talk about that, that yeah. next team that had a KD, yeah, that 2016, and, and it Turned their team right, they turned their team up a notch, and everybody said they were scared to play the league, and KD didn't want to compete, and you I know, was obviously a part of the decade, and it, it was a dynasty, bro. Yeah. It was just impossible It was amazing to watch, and impossible to stop. Yes. So here's my
0: question for you: Is was that? I, I know, I guess they were a better overall compilation of talent, but is that team better than the team that lost to the Cavs? Which I, I think would, would you still say as a team of the decade, though? That 72 win team?
1: 73, like is that, 73 yeah, team? Yeah, the
0: 73 win team. Is that team scarier? I mean, like, not. Nah, that, no in, in the that's, moment.
1: That's, the KD team is just better. Yeah, it's I mean, better. We got KD.
0: Just as a. Yeah, a so yeah. Yeah, team, that's which what i, mean. was better? Like, in, I guess Oh, your, yeah. The team that won 73, before.
1: obviously, because they were kicking it up all year. They wanted to win it. Like, yeah. I remember watching games at the end of the year, like, the Warriors were being teams, bro. I'm talking about 30 in teams and say in the thir- fourth quarter out. Yeah, when oh, they were they like to have that type of lock and killer instinct. Like people say, "Oh, Steph and Clay just shoot."
0: That's what really turned up uh, must see basketball, bro. Like they would be down like eight, and everyone you'll know, turn into the Warriors. But but not even that. Like,
1: some games, bro, they like they'll play like yeah, exactly. They'll be down three, four points. And then they'll kick up 20 to 4 run. Boom. Boom. <laughs> and they, people say they don't got killed All they do is shoot. They kill it. They just knocking it down. I'm like, yo, this team is so fun to watch. That's why I'm like, yo, everybody, you're a Warriors fan. War-. I'm like, bro, do you see what they're doing? Look how they just changed basketball. Like now everybody's just every team just want to shoot a ton yeah, of three to up, up and down.
0: And, and look how bad teams are at it too. Like if you see the Hawks, like the Hawks are trying to be like they one of the highest volume teams in basketball. And that's yeah. a credit to Trey Young, but like they just get it up and just Breaking that shit, it just looks like awful basketball because yeah. you like to not you have those guys out. and try, yeah, yeah. not have the personnel. It's impossible it, to play that style, it's, it's not, not any, impossible.
1: It's the end off. Yeah, that team, I mean, yeah, I like how you brought that up though that KD and that team, uh, before the 73 win team because it's like they're two different teams. Because that Warriors team was built to have depth, they had Iggy, they had Lim- that Iggy yeah. and Livingston, you know, a couple years younger, yeah. you know, in their more athletic primes, and then you had a Barbosa. You had a, did David Lee still <laughs> play with Because yeah, they, they, yeah, they yeah, yeah. put they put Draymond, like Steve Kerr started Draymond, you know, started letting him spin, like we said. And they had David Lee, I think, in those first two years.
0: Yeah, and that was pre-David, pre-David yeah. West. Yeah,
1: yeah. That just, yeah because yeah, they had, they, David Lee won one and then he lost one, I think. But yeah. I could be wrong about that. I think they traded him before that. But just, to, you know what I'm saying, They Steve Kerr turned that up and then it, they turned it into what they turned into and it was one of the best teams of the decade. Yeah. The best team in that game. Yeah, but well, the scary, the scariest. Who, 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 yeah, they were better. They yeah, were better. they were they better. better. That's than sixty-seven
0: 18. and fifteen because they went sixteen and won the playoffs. Only one loss to the Cavs. Um,
1: Bro, to be to be sixty-seven and fifteen. Like, okay, so you think about that? The Heat were sixty-six and sixty-six and sixteen. Yeah, and they were like, the, I guess they were like the best team and they had the two best players, or whatever. But they hadn't won yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They or was that the year? Was that the year or they? The second year? Yeah.
0: So it was like the year after the lockout year when they went sixty-six and sixteen.
1: So the year they won the year before that.
0: Yeah. So they lost to the Mavs and won the year before that, then doubled up and then lost to the Spurs. All the right. Game. So what I'm
1: saying is, okay, so to be able to just go sixty-seven and fifteen when you know as a Warriors team, when you know every team is coming for you every night, and you gotta like save your stars for like the playoffs, like yeah. just the. To win that many games. They had a fourteen game
0: winning streak in that spin, which is that's like almost unheard of now. Like I mean the the Bucks just did it recently, yeah. but like, you don't see that four, anymore. Yeah, four, 14 game right? game the Warriors streak. in that spin. Like that's yeah. crazy. Like <laughs> to win fourteen straight times in the NBA is like I don't know. Like we have like that's one of our biggest grips with the Sixers like we could easily just be the number one seed in the east like all you had to do is just put together a good batch of wins and then you can coast not coast for us here but yeah, you can right. kind of ease into the all-star break then after all the, you know what i mean but like, we were really 12
1: that. or 14 and then we'll get into it i was going 12 or 14 and now we're just like 500 and yeah. then like, it's just like it just stalled yeah like this is the probably the worst i've felt as a citrus fan in like the last three yeah. four it's three years three now it's such
0: a up and down yeah we'll get into it man man um but to wrap it we up the yeah. <laughs> yeah. definitely that Warriors team. Um just to close them out, swept the Blazers, Jazz, Spurs. Uh, that was a Zaza game. Um and then four and one against the Cavs. One against
1: Cavs?
0: Four and one in the finals. I was just recapping their playoff run. Um, oh, the yeah. teams they swept, which is it's crazy. Um all decade team give me your just like five players that you would say were your- yeah pretty much yeah,
1: probably the same yeah. as you uh, to be honest but i got steph at the one mm-hmm. uh steph's point guard in decade i have do i have to run you want me to run down why yeah, yeah all right i mean you got three championships two mvps one being unanimous um multiple all-stars most of all first team all nba's um revolutionized the game of basketball. You know, the way it's played today. Made every single GM and coach in the world, pretty much, understand that, I guess, the analytics side, that three is higher than two. So why (laughs) not shoot more of threes if you have guys that can make them than twos? Because chances are you're going to score more points. And obviously we've talked about how teams are very very horrible at it and everybody wants to... You know, people like
0: daryl morey kind of overdo it and kind of like, kind of <laughs> try to kill it.
1: they just they just over there they just put a, a crazy blend of it it's like tony and harden he just it's he's like a mad the, scientist he just it, took it to the next level yeah, where it's it like, like and yeah and <laughs> i <all these laughs> shooting harder <laughs> to like they do real hard to shoot like 18 somebody's eighteen twenty three. sometimes, sometimes like,
0: you don't need that like yeah we you. always had this conversation like, you don't think if, if curry wanted to shoot eighteen threes, he could Do the same thing that Harden is, but it's just you don't have to do that to win basketball games.
1: You gotta consistently. You gotta flow. gotta let that flow.
0: Um, Yeah, so Harden forwards LeBron Durant, and then for the center, I guess is the. Harden,
1: so so, look, so I wanna talk about that a little bit. Yeah, Harden for sure. Let's talk about Harden, obviously, his scoring ability. I want people to realize that. And I want people to understand what you're seeing is not normal. Okay, we can complain all about his, you know, drawing body contact and uh, his ability to get fouls and from pretty much any angle, f- you know, flaring his arms up, kind of starting all of the, mm-hmm. just the herky-jerky movements to, you know, draw fouls in unnatural ways. We can talk about that all we want, but, sc- like, you can do all that, but you're scoring 40. Like, you're averaging 40 points now, bro. Like, bro, he's giving you 40 points every night. Like, that's, yeah, yeah, that's not that's cool. normal. And the way he does it, even people, man. I like it's to say hard, it's hard dribble, as hell. dribble, 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 dribble. Step back, shot. It's definitely dribble, different. dribble, dribble. dribble yeah. d- drive, yeah. throw the capella dime. You know what I mean? His his game is so yeah. It's, it's on difficult to odds. make the right decision and, and score that many points and be as oh effective my, as he bro, is. Bro, so div- every oh. possession, the ball's yeah. in your hands, and it's like, damn, like he's hogging or the way they play but is stupid. Everybody issue? else is yeah. standing around, but yeah, that's the It's the highest percentage of. It's the highest percentage, of, percentage play is what's going to happen on that possession. Okay. How, I guess, so, would you, don't
0: would, you, would you coach the Rockets like that? And this that, is my issue. I can't, right? No, but I did, like no, you can't talk basketball yeah. like that. No, I that's, can't that's, coach basketball like that. Yeah, like, exactly. I wouldn't, no. That's what I'm saying. And so, but that's that's the biggest issue. And for me, I think that's where Harden has to kind of take control of that situation. Like, Yo, I can give you 40 a night, but I'm not going to because I'm going to give you 30, but play more like Steph or like a guy like Bron, where it's Like, I'm going to... Just take my foot off the gas, but to make sure everyone is involved and to make sure like there's no reason they have to play this out. They they play the most boring style of elite level basketball in the NBA right now, by far. Yeah, see that's
1: opinion. It's that's opinionated though. Like is, some is people make people like. So all right, are look enjoy Like are you
0: just watching? So you are watching that Russ one of the most electric players in the NBA now be regulated to being a transition guy, standing on the wing and now just taking threes, which is obviously not a his game. His game. I I mean, I watched game, when they just played
1: the six the other night. This is, how, this is how I view the Rockets at this point. I mean, I think I agree with you. I wouldn't want to coach that style. I'm not saying I wouldn't want a player like James Harden, but that would be tough because, like, at this point, like that's what his game so has become, and it's so hard to become
0: that. He's, he's better than James Harden. So we saw him with the Thunder. He's so smart, and when you put him in with the Thunder, like, that was like I know, but ago, like you right? like you could see those, like, <laughs> I mean, the the kind of role that he was playing with that in the offense that like he can.
1: But listen look, This is why. This is why I want to say. I going to give them the benefit of the doubt for this year. I want to see where they go. <laughs> you know, but let me, you know, well, no. I want to right, see but but where the they go. To
0: spay, like you know where You know what's gonna happen. What's gonna
1: happen? What do you think is gonna happen? They get
0: to the West, and like so, they're gonna get to either the Lakers or the Clippers. Okay. And both of those teams are just you're not gonna be able to compete or just out game them in a seven game series. Like I'm sorry, like Harden, like when things tighten up, like yeah, that, that, that you can give me the forty, but it's not as efficient as your forty in the regular season. It's and true. then the rest of the other guys, like, things are a little bit tighter and they're not as, like, that open three for Eric Gordon is no longer just wide open in the corner. Guys are closing out faster, things are tighter. Like, it's just, you're not getting all those calls. Like, it's it's a thing, bro, and we've seen it for the past four years. So, basically, even you're, just what, putting, you're
1: just putting both just, LA teams over the Rockets and you're saying there's no box chance box, they make. It, box, okay? box. Those teams They'll lose a, to one of those in the second yeah, round.
0: Those teams are in a whole different class to me. Girl. Like especially watching, see I don't them, see it like that and anymore. The can I turn see it, it on. Though.
1: I see it as a, a three team race, and I, I think it's crazy because I had Houston. I think I had Houston as my top seat, didn't I? Yeah, I believe I had Houston as my top seat to start the year. Um, thing with the Rockets, the Rockets' Rock best. One thing I always the Rockets' best is as good as anybody's best, and it, it, it's mean be better. It they may be better. Like Harden's forty with Russ is like 25, 30 Like that's hard to stop. That's,
0: that's so hard to tap into. We, we see it, like, it's so difficult to tap into that as far mix as you, every single night. Like,
1: I understand, but I'm saying if he can sustain this, like, I don't, that's why I said, I keep telling you, I wouldn't want to coach this style because it's like, you're relying on a guy to do so much every night, and obviously he's shown the ability to do it on a consistent level, it's just like, the odds of it happening,
3: <clears throat>
1: there's just so much more room for everything playing. A, a brand of basketball that s- swings the ball and gives everybody a flow and a, and, a, yeah. and a feel of what's going on. Whether you be a guy that doesn't get many touches, yeah. but you you still you still feel you're still a screener. You still and they don't have any of that, of that in their just offense. Standing around, they just Kobe go put it the perfect
0: way on the Knuckle up podcast. We talked about this before the last one. We lost it. Um, like the triangle was so important is because where it wasn't, like, giving plays every single, like, possession down. It's just, like, if a team was pressing you higher above the three-point line, we knew in this situation, guys would be cutting back to power, just giving to you back door. And, then, like, it would just put you in situations and spots, and you could go off at 30, but at the same time, like, it's, it's within the rhythm of what you guys have structured. And he even he took a jab at D'Antoni. He was, like, D'Antoni's just defensively, like, when – like, like, he was going off within the triangle. Like, and so, say, like, Wilson Chandler was guarding him. D'Antoni would just not double him. And he'd be like, he wouldn't adjust to when someone is out gaming him with the triangle. And so, like, that's why I just, I don't respect his game at all. Like he was basically calling him a fraud in my estimation. And that he was just like, there's so many situations, when, like, when they played the Suns, when he was just so stubborn in his ways, like, offensively with Nash. You can see,
1: you can, like, see yeah. stubborn in Mike D'Antoni's face. Yeah. Like, you, you call a timeout, you can see him, he like... How's no, like, it not working? Yeah, like, yeah, like, you can see it. It's, it's funny. It's, it's funny. Yeah. I like, I love that take, honestly. I ain't gonna it's, lie. It's bad. It's true. It's true. It's true. But, um, like I said, man, that... We'll see. Like, we'll, yeah, see. we'll see. We'll see. we see. Because year, it's too. like, that's... Uh, yeah, he always asks whoever... Like, Steve Nash, they were all tired and exhausted by it. I saw a tweet that was like, okay, Harden scoring 40, right? But... <laughs> Can he, like, y'all can still win if he tones it down a little bit and just lets other guys make shots. Like, they act like, uh, like, guys like Ben McElmore, they can play and score. it's
0: cool sometimes for Austin Rivers to have 24. That's what I'm saying.
1: (laughs) So, exactly. So, I mean, turn these guys into cheerleaders and sometime, okay, when I'm not in the game. I mean, it's just a tough tough situation. It's a double-edged sword because, like, he's doing so much and he can produce so much. But it's like you all oh, for to what extent to what expenses like you you're going to make the playoffs and postseason and you're going to be playing these tight series and now you you haven't scored 40 <laughs> you to score 44 four times a week the last month of the season or whatever you know playing in whatever playing in orlando or earlier in the year playing in orlando you know no know in november going hard uh Scoring fifty points over and over and over it takes a toll on you, man. I'm basically running, either yeah, running man. out of ways to explain it, but it takes a toll on you. And we do see it every year in the playoffs. Like if I'm a betting man, I'm you know I'm putting on those two Lakers team over both those two Lakers teams over them, yeah. the Rockets at the end of the day. But I just I, like I said, I. I think it's interesting I mean yes. he's scoring More points this year And they had Russell Westbrook So I'm gonna give them A benefit of the doubt I think when they're Really rolling bro That is crazy though Like yeah. how they can Turn it up Cause it's like yeah, It's crazy. They get to us They did this so yeah. the night Which is Scary as shit uh, It's um, like Damn a, Another show?
0: wrinkle Cause this is the Decade episode and we're gonna get Back into like Our moments of the Decade But for a team In the west That may begin To become sneaky Is the Nuggets And I know we Kinda counted them out A couple weeks ago But And I don't wanna Sound like a hype beast But first of all like to, I know is now snoring.
1: <laughs> Listen, just hear me out. Yeah, yo, just hear uh, me out. Hold hear on, me out. all right, bro. I just got real tired. A while. Right. <laughs> Listen, asleep, bro. I don't know why. Sleep, bro. Bro, not believing the Nuggets. Go ahead, you, go ahead. Please talk to me.
0: First of all, I'd like to apologize to Michael Porter Jr. They may have something with that, bro. bro I like, I'm not. I'm not trying to be a hype. Beast. No, I don't no, care, no. no. I, I watched. You didn't know um, he was good, though. Bro, no, I knew he was good, but I just, after off off a of back injury, I'm sorry. Like I've heard way too many things of. Guys and back injuries like, like is totally different than a leg. Like he had like fractures in his back and like, well, just he can still
1: get hurt.
0: Yeah, he could definitely still get hooper, hurt. Hooper though, like but, that you can't but no, question that. This is that my first. Talent, all right, man. so kind of, let me a, let me right, first explain I'm just saying, I, like I, people I,
1: what, are acting so surprised about this shit. This is like, bro, like he saw he was. Okay, so was how did stuck. I know he was
0: off of his high like his high school tape, and I saw him with uh, two games at Missouri. That's that's all I had to watch.
1: bro he's a hooper.
0: Yeah, I know he's a hooper, but to see him be able like I don't care what you say, I have to see in the NBA. There are plenty of guys that could do it in high school. Um, he didn't really get the chance to do it in college. Like, I, he looked nice, obviously, but to see him now and how easily he got 25 against Indiana, who is, n- like, not light. Indiana is a really good basketball team, especially for the East. Like, that was an impressive 25, and, like, that's why I think the Nuggets actually can – like, if Mike Malone said it himself, he's like, I can't not play him anymore. And their other like, – thing, that Nuggets, we talked about this, their deepest team in basketball, and obviously they can't figure out a way to be consistent. I actually disagree with that now.
1: Really? Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll get into you know what one of the deeper teams. You know who I think is the deepest team in basketball? Who? Take a guess. Sixers. I don't know. What? Uh, I just, bro, the Miami guess. Heat, bro. Okay. Yeah. Bro, they. I was I was looking at the, the, the roster the other day, and I'm like, bro, think so they have Goran Dragic right. coming off the bench. Yeah. They got Tyler Hero coming off the bench. Like, those are both those guys can easily get you twenty. Yeah. Like, eat, like they get you twenty in your sleep. And then they had they got Olynyk. They got Wins- Winslow doesn't even play. Winslow hasn't even played. Yeah. Winslow, uh, Deion Waiters bro. hasn't played, uh, James Johnson. I mean, bro, they have so many guys, man. They, they got they, a lot they,
0: of talent. They got a lot of options, too. Like, so they're gonna be a, a lot of different ways they can mix lineups. So, yeah. come better and make a move. But I'm telling you, just watch out for the Nuggets. That's all I'm going to say. Duncan right now. Like, Robinson not, and 10-3s. No, no, yeah, talk about the, the nugget. yeah, I'm not Nuggets. not calling the elite team in the West, and number one team in the West. But they, they needed scoring to come from a consistent spot that wasn't Murray, like, because Murray just can't be your number one offensive guy, and Jokic, I don't know what happened. Why weren't
1: they playing him I haven't really been monitoring the situation there. I think it may have been like had, a minute it, restriction.
0: Yeah, no, so it was a minute restriction, but Malone was saying, like, there are other guys, like, on the team, so it's the, the Bartons, the fucking, the Morris, like, there other guys on the team that deserve minutes over him, you know what I mean? So it's...
1: I mean, not if they're not better than him. I don't know. It goes that like, like
0: quarterly, you know, the coach looks at season like the, as you yeah, said, in quarters, and it's like it got to a point where MPJ was hooping so much that like he's had to give him extended minutes, and all those guys in the locker room were, like real happy for himself. So yeah, I saw I, that. Think, I think the Nuggets can start to make some noise if he can become an actual cog. Maybe not...
1: What noise are they making? I mean, we'll see, but they, they were the number one team in the West last year. and They're they not took, getting out the second round. They took a dip. All right. And that's... <laughs> it. that's uh, it's consistent thing you could say why didn't you team six or something like they make it on the second round again? So yeah. we
0: can say that. All right, we'll get let's go Let's go back into the decade part of the episode. Um, finish out the all decade team. We'll put the way at the center just because he's probably been the most consistent center, um, from two thousand to 2019. Moments of the decade. Right now, you guys can probably hear
3: uh, Mike Green walking to school. LeBron probably the craziest player of career at the peak. Changing the complexity.
1: Changing the complexity of the NBA mm-hmm. and cutting off the Warriors dynasty for a little bit and changing, uh, making Kevin Durant become a Warrior, making the Warriors have to go out and say, look, man, we got to get somebody to stop this dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way we can compete with Harrison Barnes being our wing guy and, uh, you know, bringing in Iguodala, who's, you know, telling off. He's obviously a great player for us, but he's telling off he's not competing with LeBron James. Yeah. You know, Say whatever you want about Brown, but he a Warriors killer. He kills. Them, he no the best. He
0: killed the best team in basketball. That was. He's a killer. The seventy three one team.
3: Three mm-hmm. like,
0: one. Yeah, three like, one. obviously the Draymond game happens, and then next thing you know that like we talked about it. The Kyrie Brown mixture was probably the
1: best, the most underrated yeah, mixture of the, the of decade.
0: the decade by far. They were just black forty each
1: every night, bro. To go 40-40... Each. To watch two games in a row in the in the finals, that, you know that's crazy, that's crazy talk. They were acting so different. I was like, you nah. Know, see, we talk about this Harden like stuff, but like and this is what Harden does every night. But they like, alright, we need it. Like this is what like you said, everybody tightens up in the playoffs a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. So now if you know your superstar is just gonna put the team on your back, it's different if it's this is how I wanted to explain it earlier. It's different if it's November and you kind of just in the flow of the game or whatever. But now you in the playoffs. And they really just going out and give you that 40. And it's, and it's impossible like, oh, it's really stop. time to really do Yeah, it's impossible to stop. And, and then
0: to really t- the, the, the keep remember the Delva Dover, the Tristan Thompson. So it was like they got they had the defensive end of the four. Not handled, but, like, that was probably one of the better performances we've seen on Curry. Like, they were giving him hell of a series, bro. Like, towards mm-hmm. the end of that, like, it was – like, you saw it on his legs. Like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was the wear and tear from the, the long 73-win season. But, like, it was getting – People
1: forget he did come back, like, a week early from that uh, – I think it was like he had like something wrong with his knee
3: mm-hmm.
1: when he came back in Portland and he was a little bit hobbling uh I mean I can't really say that though cuz they came back on the they came back on uh OKC 3-1 on OKC yeah. before they got there so you can't even <laughs> really use the injury at this point I used to always say that was, the greatest was hurt playoff run
0: of, of, of the decade brother like, that that 2016 2017 playoff run like just even Everything watching it that that, that, yeah, right that that, that series alone what's the conference final series that was the end of the thunder, as we knew, him. like that was when Katie was like, yeah, I can't do this shit anymore." Crazy <laughs> ass moment, right? Clay. Like just Clay bringing the Warriors back from the dead. Like, I was, I remember why I was just like, "Damn, bro!" Like,
1: <laughs> you see there, and that's another, it's another <laughs> aspect of talent can get you like. Talent going to get you so far you need the fluidity in the offense and the yeah. movement. And that's what the Warriors beat yeah. the Thunder with. betting
0: on that. You know eventually that's gonna prevail. Yeah. Like if you just keep playing your game, please K and your blank. Because K D and Russ were black and leading up to that. And
1: it's both they're both yeah, exactly. And they both you know what I'm saying, Steph and Claire are good enough. You know what I'm saying? They're great enough. Their talents are good enough to rub off on, you know, everybody else. So that did, yeah. And the Thunder as we know them and uh they went and just I mean they killed they killed the Cavs. Like, every time they played the Cavs. I mean, they lost to them on Christmas, I think, the one year. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the Finals came around every year, they were just kill like, destroying the Cavs to the point where people were just saying, all right, Kevin Durant's the best basketball player in the world. Um, Which is, you
0: know. Yeah. All right, so another moment of the decade. Not
1: three, not
0: four, LeBron going south. He's kind of beginning to play an empowerment movement. Seven, I mean, so kind of going
1: backwards with that one. But yeah.
0: Yeah. In 2010, not- he just kind of kicked everything off. And... I'm, like, we have said it before, uh, just as a kid, you don't understand it because you like, just kind of had this fairy tale view of basketball, thinking that everyone should, like, if you stay in your hometown city, you can get it done. And, like, why would he ever leave the Cavs? But, like, he had nothing there. And Gilbert gave him Mo Williams and Booty Gibson.
1: And, they we really call it free agency. Yeah. And fans act mad when they make a decision Andrew for their conversion. own lives. Yeah. Think about that. And I'm fans, like I hated LeBron James for going to the heat. I yeah. can admit that. Now as a twenty four year old man, Imagine band, like,
0: living and seeing Cleveland, Ohio for your whole life. You get drafted it's like, all right, I'll stay here for a little bit, bro, and then turn the city <laughs> up. Like <laughs> every day you're looking at buildings. Like now. Looking at and
1: then and then your owner is who your owner is. Yeah. And a pretentious and, and, and,
0: rich billionaire who thinks he's right about everything and just doesn't really care about his
1: Bro, and like you trying every year, you're pushing, you giving your all, giving your all, living in Cleveland, you know, probably just starting to have kids that time, living in Cleveland, giving your all, and no free agents are coming to Cleveland, you know that, I don't care how good you are, first of all, you're the up and coming guy in the league, nobody wants to help you out win, you know what I mean, it's like, as honest said, like, nobody wants to go and help you win, like, <clears throat> you're supposed to be the chosen one, so it's like, yo, I got my man over there, he playing in Miami? Yeah. And he's won already?
0: Yeah, and they see, like, Pat Riley. And yeah. they like, yo, you
1: come over here, <laughs> you come down and I'm going right. to show you how we going going. And we're going to rock out together. We're going to grab something exactly.
0: together. You and the people. Here, Pat like, Riley later rings out on the table. Lay it down. Gotcha.
1: Like, bro, you about to come get nice weather. You ain't never been in this consistent nice weather.
0: Elite training staff.
1: Every elite training. Everything's there. Heat culture is different. A Everybody so, knows a that. A solid
0: team without, even without Wade right there. Like, they had Udana still. Um, you yeah, had Jason Williams that was there as, as your guard. Like yeah, I mean, they was, they was walking into a Cavs team, but then you also have Wade and Bosh. It's it's the Cavs times a million.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey. I don't think Jason Williams went to that team. You keep saying Jason Williams. No, he definitely was on the He was on the, yeah, yeah, was on the team Number 55. With, yeah, but he was on the team of Wade back in the day. No, and Yeah, man. that was Brian. My yeah. fault.
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm a little cut. Who, who is it? They did not have a wade.
1: They had Chalmers.
0: Yeah, Chalmers, who was their backup?
1: I mean, at had Norris Cole in the second North year, Cole but they, they, had, they had a couple guys, Was bro. Point, point guard? They did, did they have Jason? No, they didn't have Jason I don't know. <laughs> I think they Money had 50. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, regardless of the situation, uh, he went over there, bro. Like, that's a life decision. Yeah. This man went to Florida, you know, better, like we said, better we weather, him, better man. basketball. It's only because he
0: went on national TV and donated a million dollars to charity, which is even crazier. Like, he made, a, he made probably 30, 40 kids' lives exponentially better just from that one event. You raised a million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club, like just America or people, and I forget that, but like that alone, I guess more than what any American could say. Like, what what are you doing recently? So,
1: this is my formal apology. Yeah, I'm sorry, LeBron. (laughs) I really hated this, man. It's like, yo. It, but even this is a young mindset. You kind of it's a competitive type thing. You're like, yo, you want, you don't want to compete. But like, that's kind of how I was thinking about it. I wasn't yeah. thinking about it in the human aspect. I couldn't think about Boston it. Boston ran you out of your own city. No in I'm the light, like, I think yeah. about it now. Exactly. That's so, corny. Yeah. And everybody to run with that in sports because that's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's what sports knees is about. A, their
0: needs a narrative. And then the
1: th- shout <laughs> out to James, second best player ever behind the GOAT, Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant Bryant Bryant.
0: Third, third moment of the decade. um, I think this is the most important just because it kind of spurred the player empowerment power movement and all that, but it was the lockout year, um, the year that he beat the Thunder for one of the chip. um, Just for multiple different reasons, but I guess we'll first talk about just that summer of the lockout year and seeing all those guys kind of going to Drew or the Goodman or the Rucker Leagues and, all, and, that, and all that. And it was just well, yeah. guys right. playing together. And just so dope. killing, just regular kind guys that are high D one. Like these, are leagues that, are not the average guy I can get into, right? And like these are leagues where we see the like, highlights every single summer. But every single player in the NBA, where it was like elite caliber, was in some couple, sort of run, right?
1: yeah. So yeah, that was that was cr- I mean, I think I, I think I, I, that was one of the things where I appreciated in the moment. Like mm-hmm. I always still love. A little, so, I keep saying I hated LeBron, but I still love watching, like, guys play. So, you know, I still love watching LeBron and KD go at it at those moves. So I, I understood it while it was happening, but, like, right now, thinking about watching, like, if all that happened and these guys were playing in, like, the truly over the summer, like, the NBA wasn't here, like, that would be so dope. Like, yeah. it's so dope to see guys, all these guys mixed up on different teams. Bro, there was, like,
0: 59 points. When KD and Brown went head-to-head, like, it was, like, 59, 48 points. Like, Bro. Kobe was hooping in the sometimes. The Wade and Brown mix. I was.
1: Yeah. I saw. I remember I saw a with Steph through a Oop, KD.
0: Yeah um that was one of the that was one of the moments of because it was like a ball is life video with the 50, yeah. top 50 moments yeah. and that's kind of weird because like that, that could have been like the i guess the seeds of that relationship yeah, i like yeah. yeah, no, for real like Bro, it was, God,
1: was like you know those, dude, those guys be together on like the usa teams yeah, and all yeah, like that they all stars not no i guess not all-star teams yet so think of the but timing they knew each because, other their whole lives i know but
0: the thunder lose that year 4-1 to the heat like during that scene he's like damn i was just running with stuff like Hmm. And then you gotta go through another year with Russ, and it's just like, ooh. Yeah, you know what I mean? So it's just like. Whatever like,
1: happened, I never thought about it yeah, that way. That's so, true. Like, that's your first I mean, you, you gotta think about how these guys gotta look at stuff, too, because, you know, we're younger, bro. We didn't see all that shit. We yeah, were young, yeah. we were like 14, 15, like the beginning of the decade, so.
0: That year um, was we, lit for them, and then the uh, like, next thing you just, damn, like, we could have had them. Like, that was the Thunder's best year. Like, that was the, their coming out party. Like, you gotta think, because the next year they lose Harden. After that year, Harden goes to the Rockets. That the Thunder jumped the gun on that. I guess that's another moment of the decade. They didn't want to pay him the extra 4.4 4 mil. Like,
1: bro, how mad do you think KD was? Like, I don't know if he thought they needed to get rid of one of those two. He knew what I He probably he just did. didn't have...
0: KD was probably so cool with everything. Like those were his boys. He wasn't about to be like, yo, listen, Sam, you got to get rid of Russ. Harden is the guard that we need to be playing. You always say this, like, Harden is our guy. Like he didn't yeah. have the best series against Miami, but he needs to be... The guy running yeah. the ball. Yeah, we can get rid of Russ, but at that time, I it was think,
1: crazy. I, I don't know if my eye create I mean, I, I, I caught that one. I was like, yo, this dude, Russ, is good, but he's, he's erratic. Like, he's good, he's erratic, and that makes him great. It's, it's just too hard says, to
0: control, it's too hard to rein in.
1: But Harden was so, sm- like, the Harden, like, you know, Harden's career, man, he was so smooth doing everything so officially. He would knock down corner threes. He was scoring the pick and roll. He would, you know, I mean? he was actually a better defender, too, at the time. You know what I mean? You saw the, like, the sneaky athleticism, just the crafty scoring ability. I was like, yeah, I would. Definitely take this guy, and then you see him go to the, you see him go to the Rockets, and they'll come back and play the Thunder, and you know he's killing yeah, them. He's black, giving everybody. Yeah. He's scoring twenty five a game mm-hmm. ever since he got traded. That's it's, crazy. Like the thing about people don't realize that.
0: Yeah, so we'll get so back to get the get lockout, but that that trade occurred on the twenty seventh of October, mm-hmm. um, two days the before the regular season. yeah two years before the regular season two, mm-hmm. not two days before the regular season started. Uh, the Thunder got Kevin Martin, Jeremy Lamb, two first round picks, and a second rounder, and Houston ended up with Harden, Cole Aldridge um Daquan club. um And then. Pirates the started getting to a basket. Then, <laughs>
3: That's
0: it. Back to the lockout, though. I'll, I'll close that out just, I think, being the most important part of the NBA. Just NBA wanted to fight to keep higher guaranteed salaries. Obviously, the players wanted more revenue sharing and to kind of bump that up to get like almost closer to 60%. But 22 of the 30 teams were losing money at that point in time. Um, and it was just kind of harder for those smaller markets because those small like, teams like OKC, that's where they're running into the problem. Like they didn't want to pay guys like KD and Russ, like top tier dollars, and then basically have the owners making damn near zilch. Yeah, from and, it. And so it basically and the, and this is also a shout out to David Stern who just passed away, but uh, he kind of strong armed the NBA PA. Like, they the, the owners definitely won it because now the collective bargaining is at 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, and teams have like insurance policies for guys like the Brandon Roy thing. That's another thing I want to bring up for the moment of the decade. Uh, like getting that five-year, $82 million contract and playing only 32 games. right? And like, Jono be
1: Roy, man, he was going to be a problem.
0: Mm-hmm. I brought in, I knew that was your guy, so I brought in one of those games. Do you remember that uh, the Mavs series? So the year the Mavs on the chip in 2011 scored 18 in the fourth quarter yeah for sure. yeah and they they still was a game four you know where man? I watched that game bro where were you at
1: Aaron's house it was like because it was like he you know that's when he was like getting hurt a little yeah. bit so you know he was he losing was coming, a step he was coming a little off bit. the bench he was coming to, yeah he was just you know what I mean he was not losing a step but you know people were saying oh he's slowing down if he keeps getting hurt like this not might not be good for his career mm-hmm Man, you know, he just still has so much craft and skill that he still just was able to do up. that in the playoff game. I was like, oh, that's
0: yeah. tough. So kind of just to jog your memory a little bit. They were down twenty three, going in the second half. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, turned up at eighteen in the fourth. That yeah. team: Nicholas Batum, mm-hmm. Marcus Aldridge, Young yeah. Reed, Fernandez, Jamal right Wallace. Yeah. Right to the cuff. Right
1: to the cup to tie it up. Yeah. And then I remember that. I remember yeah. that.
0: It's so crazy. players proposed a fifty-fifty split, in know, revenue and the seventy-two games regular season. Uh, Something that we're seeing now. The NBA is now rethinking about shorting the NBA season with all the load management and things like that. Um,
1: Which they should. Yeah. Come on. 78, 76. Yeah. 76 to 78. That range. Take a couple games off. Take a couple back-to-backs off. That's really going to make a difference. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? It's going to make a difference. Yeah.
0: Billy Hunter, current president of the NBA PA, uh, essentially lost the players $220,000 each, which is crazy. That's why I think Block, like, everyone was – out of work at that point like nobody was receiving game checks like the season didn't start till well, like two weeks before Christmas and that's what sparked having five Christmas Day games um, because they had to load in so many games all in one time like that was the first oh day really day. it used to be three and so from then on out it's always been like just a Whew, yeah,
1: Christmas so. be snapping now yeah. never knew that
0: yeah So all of
1: your extensive research over there yeah. Jackson
0: so I think that just and obviously with that with the lockout games and stuff like that like that's kind of place the NBA where we are today, guys getting crazy contracts, like the Jeremy Lin contracts, and like it was like a little wave, and now it's just like the, I guess the wall is dried up, and now we're gonna see like a, a
1: renegotiated NBA. uh who's really being cut, man. It's crazy. <laughs> you get two nice little seasons, you got a nice little NBA body, Alan Crabby, like four years, 68 mils. Tyler so cool. Johnson. So, Tyler Humano. Johnson, just the hoop. I love it.
0: Yeah. Um, another moment of the decade, Lin'sanity in twenty twelve. Um, for the Knicks, at what two to three weeks stretch, mm-hmm. um, started after playing only fifty five minutes, then started had a game against the Nets where he had twenty five points, and then. And you, can tell you the two the games, games
1: I remember from Jeremy Lynn that stood out for me was mm-hmm. the step back, uh, not step back. He just walked him down top of the key Toronto. in Toronto, Boom, game winner. Cash that was tough, and then I remember the Kobe. 14th. You know, I remember he killed my boy Kobe. Kobe's like, who? Like, who? They yeah. asked my Jeremy Lin. Kobe's like, who? Jeremy Lin go give him thirty eight, NAB they I was like, oh, that's yo. tough. Calm, that's yo. tough. You go against yeah. the mama. You always can tell your kids that, like, yo, I gave Kobe <laughs> gas, like, he was talking crazy before the game. Gave him gas.
0: And Kobe was basically saying he ain't putting enough equity in this game for me to recognize. Boy,
1: yeah, he's like, I gotta fuck about this nigga. Yeah. I'm go win a chip.
0: <laughs> um, Sadly, ends with a torn meniscus, March 24th, uh, only 35 games for the New York at that time, averaged 14-6 that season, and then M- <laughs> Melo kind of killed him being with the Knicks when they offered, the, the Rockets is. smartly offered him an offer sheet, it was like, uh, three years, 25 mil, and when they came to Melo, they was like, Melo, what do you think about that? He was like, it's ridiculous, it's <laughs> ridiculous that he would get like an offer sheet like that, and that basically confirmed that the Knicks weren't going to re-sign him, so... Yeah,
1: you talking about what, for Jeremy
0: Lin? So yeah. it was, he had his oh, yeah, yeah, contract, yeah, remember, in, but the that. Knicks had his bird rights, so they. they I didn't win. remember that. Yeah, um, another moment of the decade: Blake Griffin just huffing on right everybody for this huffing on everybody. Right right yeah, season, Kendrick That
1: Live City era, that was a crazy era, man. People, a lot of bodies were caught. I mean, talk dudes was getting caught twice in one game. Like mm-hmm. Paulusau got caught. Nuts-in-the-face paws like twice mm-hmm. in one game. I'm talking about Blake Griffin elbowed him with the left hand. I always remember the one he elbowed him right in his face and just crammed it on him. Like he just used to jump super high and like try to jump and make contact with you so he can be higher. Like yeah, yeah, he's man. one of those dudes that just had a tough childhood. He don't care about anybody below him like <laughs> Really had a rough childhood. Just be dunking yeah. on people like that. Like, why are you just <laughs> jumping over yeah. people like that?
0: DeAndre Jordan followed up too. Probably the dunk of the decade on Brandon Knight. Like, so yeah. it was just crazy to watch. That. It's crazy First though. Just
1: yeah, Live <laughs> City man. It's crazy though how teams are like that though. Like in history, like they'll always have like two of the best at something. You yeah. know what I mean? Like Stephen Clay, like two of the best. You know, shooters to ever played like LeBron and uh, Wade, like two of the best like perimeter type players. So like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously it's a coincidence, but. You got Blake Griffin and DeAndre Andrew Durand, Like, both of them used to catch the craziest lobs. Like, he killed Brandon Knight. Like, he. His whole. I don't. I, his career's been over since that dunk, but. Like, Dunked that man into the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah Brandon had a rough jacket, at you, too. Yeah. <laughs> he got yeah, put Brandon, in a couple yeah, times. He did. Yeah. He was supposed to be a tough little prospect coming still out. in the league,
0: though. So, I mean, he's still. He's still getting career. money, man. Um, another move with Donald Sterling that summer of 2014. Just. Putting the Clippers where they really are today, uh, I guess they're in better hands with Steve Ballmer. and Now they have Kawhi and PG, but he definitely was Steve Ballmer, one of the worst people involved in the game of basketball.
1: Yeah, Donald Sterling, man. Yeah. We ain't rocking with you over on his side, buddy.
0: Yeah. Um, some of the last moments.
1: Y'all know, y'all know, you know, with the Donald Sterling, Donald Sterling's significance is, obviously. You know, a racist owner. Yeah. Still, you know. Wasn't Facing trying to, to pay guys and animals and you know
0: adding, and crazy living conditions for what the NBA standards yeah.
1: require. People were in, you know, to the point where that was their culture and people just thought it was normal over there. Yeah. You know.
0: Um, last yeah, two moments of the decade, uh Kobe's last game against the Utah Jazz, sixty points. Uh
1: beautiful night. Yeah. Beautiful night April in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. In <laughs> beautiful night in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Shout out my man Brad hmm I'm screaming on the phone, like, bro, do you see this? You know, me and Brett, huge Kobe fans, but we both love Kobe. Bro, Kobe is just making shots. Bro, it's crazy because we were watching it. We pre-gaming at Dutch Crib. with mm-hmm. me, Dutch, a couple other guys. I forget. And, um, actually, I was with Swerve. Yeah, it's me, Dutch, Swerve. We all chilling or whatever, and we, um watching kobe and kobe's missing you know a couple games we know it's his last game we just getting wet watching about go out to the bars yeah maybe just fourteen
0: and 64 the, or 16 and uh 65 at the time
1: disgusting record yeah. you know being said let me let me go all right man shaq told him to get what shaq told him to get 50. yeah he ain't gonna go get 60. he's a weirdo <laughs> told you being is he he got that thing in him where he, he can just click it and lock it in that's uh-huh. kill. that's killer thing i've ever seen and uh-huh. my pop watched it well bef- my pop said oh, yeah, they are just letting him do it. I'm like, bro, if anyone has that perspective that, oh, it was his last game and, like, they let him go out and let him take shot. like, Kobe was willing them to that win.
0: Yeah, and, and guys are more, like, I feel like you kind of get a deer in the headlights more than, like, it's you're not willingly let like Kobe, but, like, you, you're guarding Kobe and he's blacking and, like, you're a kid. Like, D'Angelo Russell was talking about being on the court at the time, but imagine being Gordon Hayward or a guy like Trey Burke or somebody else who was on that team, uh, Shelvin Mackin, you're guarding Kobe. Trey Burke did
1: not work. And he <laughs> <and you> couldn't. <cook. laughs> That's cool, though. No, I'll you that right there. Mean. And Kobe's blacking, and Kobe it's just, just, black it
0: it and just the fourth quarter, and then LA just going. like, LA probably hasn't sounded like that in what, the last two years. Mm-hmm. And you just, that shit is the staple center again, and like it's kind of like a nostalgic feel for you. And it's a close game, actually. No, with, yeah. with closing the shit out right in front of you, like yeah, you you, you playing defense, but
1: bro, right. can you just look at their <laughs> look at the look at the Jazz bench, though. How funny is that?
0: Sharon, that's a stealing my man Trey Burke minutes. How <laughs> yeah. Nito,
1: they still play together. Where are those.
0: <laughs> Chris Johnson, Joe Ingles. But this third, they
1: Trevor got Gordon here like, That's a funny team. But yeah, they, I, mean, that was a great moment, man. Shout out, shout out, Bean Bryant, yeah. just getting it done. Six for twenty-one for three. Get him up, Kobe. Whatever. Last game ever, bro. Yeah. Twenty-two for fifty. Yeah. Go out in the most Kobe way possible. Sixty. see, you only, see the, only see the sixty points. Mm-hmm. No sixty. <laughs> I remember I kept scoring. Everybody was in the building. Yeah. Yeah. Hove in the building. You had C- Snoop in the building. F- everybody. everybody was in the building.
0: Um. Shot of the decade. What would you say? This uh, would be the shot between. I guess we have three options: the Kawhi, Ray Allen, John, or Kyrie Jones. Uh, what would you think?
1: The Kawhi John. Let's clarify for the listeners. Is obviously the one against us, the Sixers. Yeah, the most recent. Game, game Seven Eastern Eastern Conference Semifinals. Yeah.
0: Only the second round.
1: Only the second round. So you know, we don't we don't care. It wasn't that it wasn't that important. Yeah, Whatever. It was, right. it was cool. Guess it bounced on the rim a couple of times, and Choir was ugly as shit in the corner, and crusty-ass lips. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there, like, looking for that ball to go, and like, bro, go ahead. <laughs> Happiest moment of ball, ever just... <laughs> yeah. you
3: did. Know, oh, right. Let's go play the next series. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, Great shot. We hate it. Yeah.
1: And then you got, what else? What was that? You get... Ray Allens. Ray Allens. Uh, it's a big shot. Huge re- shot.
0: Rebound comes out to Chris Bob. Down 3-2. kicks out to Ray in the corner. Leaning. Zero balance at all.
1: They had the ropes ready. They bringing it out. Spurs up five with like forty seconds left. Mm-hmm. Kawhi misses two free throws an eight and he just, just start making threes. I think they make two threes. LeBron hits one and then Ray Allen obviously hits that. Hits that. And is that their second year though? That's, yeah, their, second that's year. their second year. Okay, um, so at least. It kinda of sustained a little run for LeBron, you know, got him two rings. I skipped it you know say
0: Ray Allen saved his career. Saved <laughs>
1: his legacy or whatever, but that's the way basketball rolls. Yeah. You know, so a huge shot. Yeah. And then you was the other, did the same thing for what LeBron. What was the other one exactly? And what was
0: the other one you had? Kyrie. Uh I guess I'll play I'll play a little devil's advocate here and say here's why I think this is the most important shot because
1: I think Le- Kyrie's this is the yeah. best shot at, For
0: I mean, LeBron at that point, um he had one is two in Miami, but obviously Cleveland and being down three one is the it's the precipice, and it's the hardest moment. You're in game seven and away. I mean, it's a tie ball game, so yeah, you can say like it's not as pressure-packed as being down um, as Ray Allen's was. But just to get to your spot, dribble it down. Like, it's almost like a, you can hear a pin drop at that point and just step back. Like,
1: Smack, knock Nick. his face off. I was sick, you know I me. Mean? The big stuff guy Love Kyrie too though. love oh, Just love the point guard game yeah, Huge a shot tough shot Huge shot and like
0: just for The huge scenario shot. And for Braun to get The first championship Huge shot like,
1: Huge like
0: shot In that particular series Against that particular team um, After the no...
1: flow Of the game Just slowed down Nobody could score For yeah. like the last Three minutes yeah. And you hit that shot I mean that's just Big balls Kyrie yeah. paused that From Jersey
0: Yeah St. <laughs> Patrick But yeah But I kinda You know what I mean Like a shot like that It's Kyrie is always going to go down. Like, he, like he's still living off of that. Kyrie's obviously great in clutch moments, as we've seen in later years. But, like, people just yeah, know him. Like, at, off of that, just alone. Just like, know that like He, got, and that a, series, he got, a, got a sneaker deal because of that.
1: <laughs> That's serious, but they're not shot. Like, like, all right. right. Prayers to Kyrie, too. Mm-hmm. You know, shoulder. He got that shoulder problem right now. I don't know if you...
0: Man, that. Nah, he just See that Seth taking the, the season off And everybody else He gonna show this man KD You think so? Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly what's happening And that's I just I think it's just better for that Like why Try to rush him back from an injury Working back in offense, like you know, what I mean, let these guys really roll and let it be Dinwiddie and LeVert's team. Guess, he has to come year. back at
1: some point, though. That's the only thing. Like, you think he's going to? Oh, yeah, he may get surgery
0: yeah. though. Oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, why not get the preventative surgery and just take the season off with do K. D. Sit on the bench every night, watch the team grow, the team you're gonna be playing on, like. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, like a little red shirt, yeah. Makes sense. And
1: he, you know, he played a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like he did. Kyrie's been this type of player his whole career. He misses some seasons. <laughs> that is what it is.
0: Okay. Um you have any other moments that you would like to add for the moment of the decade or um uh, yeah. changing point.
1: I mean, no, that was, that was you yeah, know, those were the moments for the most part.
0: Um Yeah, I think I think we covered everything. Yeah. Um there's not really a lot more that you can say I guess just about the NBA but I love personally to where it is now like yeah. you can access it or see it everywhere I think social media is sure. a great thing that's kind of revitalized basketball just for even for the casual fan for the guys that aren't watching every single game but for sure uh, as we alluded to, ladies and gentlemen, with our guy, our sneak expert, the man, the myth, some known as Scoob, some known as Ricky, uh, his government is Joseph Revisto. My guy in the building was good.
2: Yeah, Mister Dill Sully, man. Thanks for having me on TNT Hoops Pod. Here to talk some sneakers of the decade, albums of the decade, movies of the decade, sir. Just some cultural moments that. Had a big impact on the decade.
0: Yeah, that's that's really it. Um, you know, mainly we just talk strictly basketball on here, but uh, we thought it was a good idea kind of to kinda just mix in some of, I guess, the cultural topics like hip-hop moments, um, things like that nature. So we'll get right into it. Uh, our guy Quitty couldn't be with us today for this part of the episode, uh, but he is on the NBA portion, as I know a lot of you are hoping for. So let's get into it. So, you know, we got to start with the sneakers of the decade. Um, We're going to run through some of our on-court, off-court favorites. Uh, Scoob, I'm going to let you start. I know you got a couple more than I do, just giving you a sneaker head, right?
2: Yeah, sir. Something like that. Something (laughs) like that. So, for my list, how we going to start it off, I got a a top 10. Mm -hmm. Essentially, I got top five hoop sneakers of the decade, which is sneakers that was released from 2010 on. Then I got a retro list with sneakers that was released outside of that date that's still popular mm-hmm. in today's world, today's NBA, whatever you want to call it. Okay. So at five, we're going to go with the Kyrie 4, Okay. Uh, most famous for the confetti colorway. One purple, one yellow. I mean, it's just a great sneaker. Yeah. Comfortable. I personally had it myself. Okay. Um, not too high, not too low, good ankle support. Then at four, we're going to go with the KD6. Okay. Also, um, the KD6s. Which colorway for those? For that, the most famous colorway was the DC Preheat and uh, with the KD colorway. Um, I myself, I had the Black History Month colorway. Remember them I didn't necessarily play ball in them, but I wore it off the court just because it was a great sneaker. I was like our senior. So this came out like 2013, something like that, right? No, yeah. it actually came out. Uh, 2012? It came on when we was in college. That's okay. when I had them. Uh, I want to say our sophomore year is when they came oh. out. Okay. I uh, remember around February, like yeah. I said, it was the Black History Month colorway. Um, still was a solid sneaker yeah, overall. Man. Real weak air bubble in them, Jones. But I personally had the Rucker Park 6s. <laughs> Those are also
0: on my list as well, the KDs. Um, yeah, definitely kind of went along with the same styles, Like I guess, with the Kobe's at the yeah. time. and like, The yep. BG's kind of went with the same type of thing. Yeah, cut sure. sneak.
2: All right, what you got in number three? So then at number three, we got the Hyper Dunks. Okay. Um, Hyper Dunks was a shoe that when it first dropped, everyone had it. It was... First made famous when uh, Kobe jumped over to Aston Martin. Um, Kobe jumped over to Aston yeah, that Martin. Yeah, was mock commercial type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And then everyone went crazy <laughs> after that. <laughs> I mean, but besides that, it was just a solid team sneaker. You've seen a lot of high school teams with... Hyper Dunk is a team sneaker, a affordable college as
0: well. Yeah, like always around like one twenty something like that. <laughs> yeah, you probably get very the affordable,
2: proof, comfortable Nike sneaker.
0: To that Kobe video though, it's crazy that we
2: was even having the debate. Like at the time, like yo, you,
0: you think he actually did it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
2: crazy. Yeah. The fact that to think that he possibly jumped over a car is <laughs> wild. I remember that they also had him on Jackass too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: He was, like, jumping over like and pulling the snakes and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 That was a
2: crazy moment. Like, I don't know if he had – did he have the Hyper
0: Dunks on for that, too? Or did he
2: um, have – I don't, I don't remember. He He might have, though. He definitely might have. Okay. That's something we'll have to look yeah, up. I'll at. look up
0: that as as you go for your number two. What you got number two?
2: So, for number two, I got the Kobe 9 low. Okay. Um, Again, I didn't have that sneaker. I did try it on because I chose between that sneaker and the LeBron. Yeah. But um, comfortable sneaker, low top. uh, It was most famously for the Beethoven colorway. It's like a nice blend of black and white. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like a stringy black and white going throughout um, it. It It had a lot of fly in it, and that was just once that sneaker came out, it was worn by a lot of people.
0: And then, did the Nines have the high top version of it as well? Like yeah, the, the high, yep. So, a lot of people yeah. had the as super well.
2: high ones. That was the uh, elite. The non elite was the super high one. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, that's just a solid sneaker. Job well done by Nike. Okay, so if I had to ask you before we get to number one, um, is there a particular player sneaker that you lean towards?
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> And this might be even a good segue because I think I know what your number one is. But <laughs> if you had to kind of rank the players of the sneakers that you grab, um,
2: so yeah, it is a sneaker I lean towards, and it's it's just simply because that's what feels the best for my foot. Okay, um, I got a wide foot, so for me, <laughs> <laughs> a LeBron sneaker is always the most comfortable. Um, there's nothing wrong with Kobe's, but. As far as the sneaker goes by player, I would definitely go, like, Kobe would be one for sure. I yeah. mean, a lot of people wear Kobe's. A lot of yeah. people love Kobe's. Big men, guards, you name it. Okay. So I, I would definitely, the majority would pick Kobe's. Yeah. Um,
0: so is this from a comfort standpoint you're taking bronze or from a colorway standpoint? Um, or
2: From, from a, just comfort. Okay. Honestly, from a comfort standpoint, yeah. I would have to take bronze. Um, what about the colorways? Who would you say had a better colorway? The way? colorways, I mean, honestly, it's a tie. Just yeah. simply because, like, each one of them got different stories and their sneakers tell a story. Like, yeah. their colorways tell their story, essentially. So, I mean, you're not getting the same storyline with him, just like with Kyrie. True. Kyrie got some crazy colorways in KD. But again, it tells their story, and all four of those players got different stories essentially. So their colorways are different, wow. but they're all like flames. Yeah, no, yeah. I, no, I like how you gave a political answer to that. Yeah, yeah, So that's that's how I would look at that. Um, <laughs> so that leads me to my number yeah, one. My number one <laughs> transition king. You know I mean, which is a LeBron nine. Okay. Um, the LeBron nine was just. Uh, It was just a hell of a shoe I mean Various colorways You had the South Beach colorway The Watch the Throne colorway Which was Famously modeled after the Iconic Duo album Um, Got the Big Bang 9 colorway The Summit Lake colorway I mean it was just The South Beach It was just a lot The South Um, Beaches
0: were the ones I think I remember the most Just because they were probably One of the hardest grabs For something to get like even at the time of the drop,
2: right? yeah, like it was right.
0: even like, uh, so what year did these come out? I think these came out uh,
2: And I mean, it was even, it was, it was, such a big shoe that a lot of people even wore it off the court. You have seen a lot of rappers wearing it off the court. As Answer said, it was just a, a a tough sneaker to grab at the time, depending on the colorway that yeah. people wouldn't even step on the court with them. They would just wear them with a regular leg. Okay. I mean if you if you had the South Beach pair then you were somebody important in a way. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so Or you just knew somebody and
0: worked on a truck. That's right. A <laughs> so which ones of those did you have? So since being that you're there your favorite, I'm assuming you had one or two.
2: So I actually didn't have the original ones. I had the low top ones. Okay. Um I didn't have the original nines just simply because At the time, I just couldn't get them, (laughs) and I wasn't paying a resale price for them. So I had the um, low top USA nines. Um, Oh yes. Yeah, they again all of Bronze for me is just a comfortable sneaker. I've been wearing them since, honestly, like his second sneaker came out. Um, That's just for me personally. Okay. Uh, Of his sneakers, though, so aside
0: from the nine, give me a kind of rank like his best drops that he's given since you seem to be a LeBron
2: guy? Yeah, so for me, uh, I would definitely have to go with, I would say 7 and 10 is is by far my favorites. Um, the 7s, they're actually starting a retro, and they've recently been re-releasing them. Um, they just released a pair, honestly, about a week ago. Um, I had a few pair of those colorways, wow. famously. They dropped the playoff colorway. Yeah. It was the black patent leather. The rest was white, and it had the big lion head on yeah, the side. I had, um, was, oh, my God.
3: That was... Values. I think I was, yeah. like, a freshman year.
2: No, it, yeah. No, it was... Um, Eighth grade summer. I, it was definitely high school, because uh, if Quiddy was here on a show, he, he would be able to remind me of the year better. It was... A year that we played in the same league in high school. 2010 um, So yeah, yeah. uh, it's so it like I think it was yeah sophomore summer or okay. something like that. Yeah, those playoffs were crazy. That crazy. was just a, a crazy sneaker the colorway. It was comfortable, and then the ten, um, that was a famous one as well. They had a lot of colorways. Yeah, I remember you had the um, platinums of those. Yep, oh, they right. had the, they had the um, Christmas colorway was nice. They had the with the MVP colorway. Yeah. Um, that was around the time when Nike started to introduce that whole put every colorway into two sneakers. Yeah. Um, and then in high school, that was my senior year, that was the sneaker I played in most. Um, I had the black and black, pink, and orange colorway, the Floridians. And again, LeBron never fails me, but that yeah. was the only time. <laughs> uh, sneaker popped through. Came down with a rebound and, and I caught a Got a flat. A flat. <laughs> Yeah, for lack of a better term, I caught a flat. But shout out to Nike because I was able to send it back and get a voucher for it, and bought another pair. But
0: okay, so give me your least favorite hoop sneaker that you've had in recent memory.
2: Um, so my least favorite definitely will have to be the Al Harrington. Uh, <laughs>
3: oh.
2: <laughs> All right, you got the- back a little, you got back a little bit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> How you end up with some owls first of all? Were they a gift? Were they a personal purchase? So,
2: <laughs> I'm to be honest. I mean, for those who know, I've always been a sneaker boy. Um, that's just what my mom got me into. Mm-hmm. So by default, I just Shout kept on, on with it. Um, <laughs> but I wanted them, honestly. I seen a pair that I liked, <laughs> they was cheap. <laughs> You see, you see how Al was on the yeah, game, and native. and and I got a pair, but it was a terrible sneaker, like terrible, very terrible. But I mean, I had to do it for the culture, I had to support my <laughs> man Al. <laughs>
0: Wait, so you see on the Wizard? So what? What year was this? When?
2: Um, was this the next year. It was. I think they first was released the like Prodigies. <laughs> Yeah, it was like 2009, maybe 2008. I don't know, mm-hmm. but I had of a pair. Too. <laughs> that, was, that was by far the worst sneaker I ever played in. Um, but that don't really count. So I, I, I'll i give like a, a major brand sneaker. I never had a pair of <laughs> Adidas because I was never a Adidas ball. Um, I had a pair of Team Jordans that wasn't the most comfortable. Uh, just for, I mean, I got them just because I liked the way they looked. It wasn't a player exclusive or nothing like yeah. that. It was just a team drawer, and they looked cool, but they didn't feel as good as I wanted them to. You ever had a Marberries? The Marberries for me were probably one of
0: the least, most least comfortable. Yeah, that. I
2: actually did and I didn't like the way they looked, so. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had them blue and orange Jones. Yeah, <laughs> how'd you feel? You definitely was a heavy D Wade ball too back then. Yeah. You had the D Wade Converse, like two or, two or three of the same. Yeah. D Wade Jones was great. Um,
0: <laughs> I I don't know, bro. Like the what? Like what do they call now? The what? The Wades or the way away? Wait, Yeah, I mean, bro, I don't know. Like they at the time they were affordable, obviously, because <laughs> Mom Dukes kept grabbing them for me. Right, but at the same time, like. They kind of gave you the high top stability, or a little bit lighter, I guess, at the time mm-hmm. than like the typical, I guess, high top sneaker. Right. I mean, obviously now, compared to the sneaks we got, they wouldn't be considered light. But right, right. Yeah, those, and I'm trying to think of another freaky hoop sneaker I had. i was about it. I th- yeah. Other than that, I just had like some regular Hyper Dunks or like some basic black and white. The basics, yeah. yeah, the basics. All <laughs> right. Well, we give me. Let's let's get into the off court parts of sneaks. I know you're a yeah. big into that as well. Um, we can stay particularly hoop brands that are off court where you can just give me some of your favorites recently at a decade that were just...
2: Um, so, I don't know
0: what you got for
2: us. I mean, for me, off the court uh, I like to keep it simple, essentially. Vans. Vans go with a lot. Yeah. Almost anything. So yeah, that would definitely be a top sneaker right. for me. Uh. Even Jordan's Jordan's is is very versatile. <clears throat> Excuse me. Depending on um, depending on the, the the number of the Jordans. some of them are good for hooping. Some of them are yeah. good strictly for uh, wearing casually. Yeah. For me personally, um, I don't really wear Jordans that often. There's a few pair that come out that I like and I gotta have. But as of late, I've been liking Air Maxes. Okay. Um, The 270s? The 270s. The 270 Reax. The 720s. um, Again, I I like to go for comfort when it comes to sneakers like that. Um, I'm a heavy Puma guy. Puma guy a lot. Different variety. Cheap. Um, I'm a Yeezy guy, too, essentially. I mean...
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeezys are basically... More comfortable Roshi's, like, yeah, just ex- yeah, ex- for sure. Roshis, I like, mean,
2: aside from the price, the Yeezy is definitely a very comfortable sneaker. Yeah. Um, so, what's you, your top Yeezy right now? I guess. Yeah, easy. essentially, you pay for you paying for the comfort, which I'm fine with. Yeah. Um, for me personally, I like the three fifties. Okay. Um,
0: Color: white, black. Are you just the three fifties in I,
2: general? Yeah, I mean I don't I, I have the black pair and then I have the white zebra pair, but I don't really have a favor. I mean okay. they they all look nice. It's not really any three fifties that I don't like. Um there is some that I just won't pay for. The price is just outrageous, but other than that, um some of the easy stuff that he make, I'm not a fan of. what
0: are your thoughts on like the five hundreds or like the bulk the seven hundreds that are coming out now um, uh, like a little bulkier, they're kind of taking that
2: yeah the the seven hundreds they aren't bad depending on the colorway um, I personally wouldn't wear them the five hundreds uh again, like you said they're they're getting bulkier, they're a little bulky, but yeah. again, that's just not something that I would wear. that's not really my style um. The uh, surprisingly i did like the boots i forget what number they are but the most recent boots that dropped they were pretty they're pretty solid i would definitely wear those okay. um
0: yeah i just i i never thought of anything outside of the 350s but i i am starting to like the 700s a little bit like even in 500s like we're looking at the salt colorway mm-hmm. right now Like yeah. that's a cool job
2: yeah, I mean, the 700s definitely aren't bad. Just with the 700s, a few pairs were re-released a few times, so you see a lot of people with them. Yeah. Um, I mean, one thing about me when I buy shoes, I don't really like to um, wear a sneaker that a lot of people has. I yeah, um, heard you.
0: Now, but that, that makes sense, though. Like, it's just you you kind of, if you're going to be a sneakerhead and you're going to pay around 200 for a sneaker, right. especially a particular sneaker, why get it? Right the one that everybody can just grab you right. know what I mean so sometimes you gotta wait on a drop like you don't always have this conversation
3: like,
0: <laughs> right. like sometimes you gotta wait a year or two to get the sneak that you want like, <laughs> catch him at that right price
2: definitely and that's I mean that's essentially why I'm not really too big on Jordans um, once the new Jordan drop you see a lot of people with them. I'm just not really big on that I mean there's obviously pairs that I like that I feel like I gotta have that if I can get them I'll get them but other than that I'm not crazy over every Jordan release um just simply because like I said I don't like to wear a lot of stuff that everyone has um okay
0: you've you've alluded to the Jordan brand a lot um so just kind of give me your favorite of that i guess series um obviously the ones are up there 11s but i kind of want to know to your personal preference um, so
2: for my personal preference i would say in no particular order. Um, I would say Jordan 9 is one of my favorites. Jordan 11. Um, Jordan 12. Jordan 4. And then I would probably go 3. Um, <clears throat> that would be my top 5. Uh, yeah. Jordan 3. It's kind of comfortable, but not really. Um, I just like the way it looks. It's a yeah. great sneaker. I mean... It, you can wear it with jeans. You can wear it with shorts. It's, it's a versatile sneaker. Um, all the other ones I named, they're solid sneakers with clothes, too, on or off the court. But mm-hmm. I just like them for the comfort. They're, like, the most comfortable to me personally. So um,
0: what's it, if there's a must-grab for one of those four or five that you stated, uh, is it coming out in a little bit? Like, Is there one that you know that you have to get coming up? Or if there's one that was about to release that you would definitely go out and grab right now?
2: Um there's nothing there's nothing that's been on my radar for those, to be honest. Um it was a lot of one drops that was must haves that I didn't get a chance to get just simply because again, I'm not paying a certain amount yeah. for a sneaker that's priced <laughs> Yeah, like if a sneaker is priced at one eighty I'm not paying three fifty for it. Uh, it's Damn. just not happening. Um, is that what
0: they're really going for, I guess, now, like, on the resale market? So, I'm not a big sneaker but, So, kind of break down to me, like, how the sneaker market is kind of...
2: Yeah, like, so, I mean, and... the sneaker market for Jordan 1s is just outrageous. Um, some drops, they drop in low quantities. So, if you're able to get them, once you have them, the resale price just skyrockets. Um Essentially, a lot of people that resell on apps such as StockX, Goat. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's others that I'm missing, but that's just the, yeah, two, the two main, main ones. ones. Um, <clears throat> there's a seller fee, and there's all these other fees. Nice. So You got to recoup some of that investment. Yeah, so the prices the spiked even more. Mm-hmm. Opposed to, say, if I bought them from a store and like I, I resell them in person. I mean, I can sell them for cheaper. You but again- your margins a little bit higher. Yeah, that, right. Essentially, um, like I said, it's a lot of one drops. They they've been hot recently. That a lot of people was paying upwards of six hundred plus for. Okay. Um, damn. I mean, most famously is the off whites. What,
0: what what makes off white special? I'm gonna sound. <clears throat> so I know what makes off white special, just because of the designer behind it. But kind right. of explain to the listener um the difference between just a regular pair of
2: ones and some off-white ones um so either way a jordan sneaker is like good leather Mm -hmm. so some people argue that's what they're paying for i mean i get it but for me that's not really a determining factor um what separates the off-white is like you alluded to is just the designer behind it um Virgil, I forget his last name, but a- he's a or um, Ablo, like he's that. a, he's a, a designer it. for Louis Vuitton. He designs for a lot of people. Um, and essentially, he just puts his own twist on a Jordan sneaker. Um, the material is slightly different. Um, he handwrites some things on it. He adds a tag on it and then puts his off-white signature trademark yeah, on which it. Which just looks like... You <clears> tight <throat> on the sneaker. <laughs> right. And I mean or it's a tie. Yeah. Essentially it's a Nike collaboration. It's not even just like fully a Nike sneaker. Yeah. Um and again, it's retailed at one eighty, but they sell fast and because of the designer behind it, it becomes a, a very hot sneaker. Um and yeah. the off whites are you're not getting a pair of off whites for cheaper than twelve hundred. Yeah. No matter where you go, no matter who you know, it's just not happening. I mean, wow. unless you go to Virgil himself. <laughs> he can hand a pair for
0: you. Right. And in that case, you probably got to 100 to drop on the <laughs> Um So what what are your kind of thoughts now on, I guess, the ones kind of integrating themselves into, like, on-field like kicks as well? So I've seen them, like, on football cleats. There's, like, golfers that have them as well. Right. Um, what are your thoughts on those? Who, you, What athletes have you seen that have kind of – pull that out look off the best.
2: um so i mean it's just it's just a great that's just great marketing that's really all it comes down to i mean you see this this cultural shift and between like athletes and rappers and things of that nature that they want to they want to take the casual wear and they're off the field or off the court wear and make that part of their swag on the court yeah. or on the field. Um, like you said, the football has been a, a big thing as of late. Guys like Des Bryant I remember one of the yep. first to wear. Um so even to go farther back than further back than that, um, one of the really first to start making Jordan on the field big was Andre Johnson. when yeah. um, he's with the Texans. He was big for that. But That's now you too. have guys like um Mike Thomas you have um, Earl Thomas. He was a Jordan guy. Jason Jeter <coughs> had some of the joints on too. Yep, Jeter. Um, you got Jamal Adams. He he actually made the one lows kind of mm-hmm. hot on field. Um, and, again, like you alluded to, you got Derek Jeter. You got CC Sabathia, which was another baseball guy who, yeah. again, they just wanted to bring that different swag and different feel to the baseball field that, and they do look better than just, like, their right. average regular cleat. Like, you, right. you, you can really drip them Jones out. Like, especially in some
0: pinstripes. Like, I know for Yankee fans, like, mm-hmm. a couple of their pictures still rocking to this day. Right. Um, what do you think about, like, the 11 cleats? I've seen those as well.
2: Yeah, 11 cleats are... The 11 cleats actually were out before the 1 cleats. Okay. And And, um, I mean, I haven't worn them, but if they're anything like the actual 11 sneaker, then that's a hell of a cleat because the 11 sneaker is very comfortable. Um, so... Essentially, if I play football, that would probably be my, my choice because, like I said, off the off the field or casual wear the 11 is just a, a hot sneaker, a comfortable sneaker. So I'm sure the, the cleat is the same way.
0: Yeah, Nike's done a really good job of kind of, as we said, just kind of tying themselves into different avenues to sell their brand. Like So just now you can't just, I mean, obviously the Jordan one is always going to be a basketball sneaker, but you can now see it everywhere. Yeah. Um so Yeezy's also done that as well. Have you seen anybody wearing Yeezy cleats or have you heard anything about them?
2: Um so I believe there were only like a few made and the only people I seen wearing them were uh uh DeAndre Hopkins wore a pair, he wore a low top pair. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um I believe Von Miller wore a pair. Hope and I wanna say Adrian Peterson wore a pair back when he was still with Adidas. Like I vaguely remember Adrian Peterson and I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, but DeAndre Hopkins and Vaughn Miller definitely wore those on the field before. Yeah. Um and I mean it, it looked cool. It, it wasn't crazy. yeah, it definitely looked cool. It would it would be nice to see them. Do it more often. Yeah, really I mean, not this, even yeah. just Yeezy, but even like how Nike is just collabing with different people to bring different type of cleats and stuff like that. I think Adidas will tap into that eventually. Okay.
0: Heard you. Uh, any other sneakers you want to kind of go over? Any other, just I guess, honorable mentions that you didn't get to? A little discussion that we had about those?
2: Um, Nothing that I can really think of. Um, The new... Steph Curry's looks like it's a comfortable sneaker. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a sneaker that's on my list of hoop sneakers to try out. Um, the way they're the way they're made, they just look like a good sneaker. Um, see people wearing them here and there, but again, it's affordable. Um, they got some solid colorways, so that that could definitely be an honorable mention sneaker.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would. I'm trying to say, I would say the Hardens for me. I've been eyeing a pair,
2: the the Volume
0: Fours recently, the pink ones.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I like those a lot. Yeah, the so, the the colorways he's been coming out with is definitely solid. Yeah. Um, solid colorways for sure. I'm surprised he hasn't really embraced that like deep Houston red colorway, like almost
0: like the LeBron Christmas Day Jones. Right, right. They're like a dark, like almost like a rich
2: blood red kind of yeah that would that yeah. would definitely be a solid colorway um right. i don't adida has a weird way of doing things uh they it's like they they release stuff like that that you just alluded to like late yeah. like they just hold off hold off i guess they wait for nike to try <laughs> to die down or have a slow period and that's when they drop which as a business owner that's what you should do but yeah. in the sneaker market you got new stuff dropping you got new stuff dropping every day. So it's kind of not a disadvantage, but at times it can be a disadvantage. Yeah, that makes sense. All
0: right, let's get into some of our other cultural topics. Um, We got albums of the decade. That was something that we went back and forth on a little bit. Um, music being, I guess, one of the biggest drivers, I guess, behind just anyone that was growing up in the 2010s. Um, having iPods, MP3 players, to getting it actually mm-hmm. on your phone and the iPhones, um, just music was a little bit more accessible, uh, especially for our generations that have having it recorded off of your radio mm-hmm. at home. So I'll start. I'll start just with I guess my fifth favorite or my yeah, fifth most popular. album. I'll, say, yeah, I'll build, decade, up that one. build up a little uh, anticipation. Uh, I put Astro World. Um, that was a more recent one. Uh, 2018 but i think for travis being a guy kind of that we got to see really really develop mm-hmm. with rodeo and then birds and the traps same night and then kind of culminating into astral world, and then obviously getting to see the show that went with it Um uh, right. it was just the experience behind astral world i think will always sit with me so that's why i had that at five for the decade mm-hmm. uh, we can go through the track list as well but uh
2: it was just crazy, bro. Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. <clears throat> I like that one because, like you said, you see Travis build up from him progressively getting better each album, um, and then when Astro road dropped, that's Travis's peak. Um, and essentially, if, if that's your peak, that's a hell of a peak because, like you said, being able to see the show that goes behind it. Um, I actually seen him twice, so we went to the show together. Um, it was like December, yeah. yeah. It was December of last year, I believe. Yeah. yeah shout out to Ace if you know, you know. <laughs> and then um, I seen him again at Rolling Loud, and it was just this crazy. Um, he's a, his energy while performing is crazy, and like you said, it's just the whole performance that goes behind that album is yeah. just I can agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, and so give me, I guess top two top three songs from that album um, if you um so if i had to pick top two um so i won't go sickle mode because that was kind of commercial yeah, so i won't do that can't go sicko mode. um even though sickle mode was, was so yeah, sickle mode <laughs> is, is a crazy song <laughs> well, I, I, <laughs> um so i'll put i'll go stargazing um just because as an intro and the beat changed like three different times yeah. as an intro like that's how you open the album that's just crazy um yeah. <laughs> like first turning that album on and hearing that yeah, it was a lot going so on. crazy yeah it's a lot going yeah. on definitely a lot so I'll go that as one and then I'll go um let's see I'll, I'll probably have to go Can't Say um that's one of my favorites off that album as well um when it first came on, I honestly thought it was Akon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just because Don Tyler yeah. sounded like Akon <laughs> in that jump. But, again, that's just a song that goes so nice. crazy. Uh, so what would your two be from off of there, or I even would,
0: three? I would say Stop Trying to Be God is definitely one of that's those That's a drums. solid one. Um because you stravis really showed his range on that one right uh five percent tint goes so crazy five percent percent is crazy <laughs> so crazy and then butterfly effect just because i caught that one a little bit before the album
2: came out um yeah that was a single yeah, yeah was a that single, was the single for the album like
0: yeah really anticipating the album a little bit uh all right so give me one of your albums
2: of the decade um talk so about that a little bit and bounce back and forth so one of mine in a decade um i would have to go damn kendrick lamar oh god hell um, yeah that was just it was just for me that was just a flawless album from start to finish um whatever kendrick puts out he's just a great storyteller um and he, he told a story from start to finish. <laughs> the interludes was perfect. Um, every just everything he had some perfect features on there. It's just it's just Kendrick right, like that's yeah. what you get. It's from Kendrick, Kendrick being Kendrick yeah, he's yeah
0: being incredible. Basically. Rihanna in there, there's a car on there. Right, he got some hidden ones on there as well. Um, yeah, bro, like Kendrick really. To be honest, if we were to rank the guys that killed a decade, I think Kendrick might have had a better decade. He could have arguably had a better decade than Drake, like just what with what he put out. Like Drake is a better artist, and just like I guess being with other people, but like personally right. and singularly, Kendrick might have had the number one because he had Damn in twenty seventeen. Hold on, I'm gonna make sure I can go through and have everything. Um, he had the Black Panther album that he executive produced in 2018. Yeah. Um, he did that with SZA. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the Untitled on Master John. That was like his mixtape version. Right. And if you want right. to kind of put that up against some of Drake's mixtape, like, I mean, yeah. this is too late type of things, uh, to Pimper Butterfly in 2015, which some would argue was the second best album. I don't think people would put that over Good Kid Mad City. Yeah. A
2: lot, a lot of people and myself included, a lot of people underrated their album. Um, When I first heard it and listened a few times, I mean, it was Kendrick being Kendrick, but I definitely just under, underrated it. I mean, again, he told the story in it, but it's a, it's a deeper story than. the album has, it's timeless almost, and it has a
0: lot of replay value. Like, you go back and listen to, like, Hood Politics now. Right. Like, The Black of the Bear. Like, there's just a couple songs in there that, um, particularly just for, for men and women of color, like, that just resonate, I think.
2: Definitely. Um.
0: And I can then agree with that Also in this decade He also had Good Kid Mad City in 2012 So Yeah Just those five As his body of work Like that's really No missing I guess we can argue Artists of the decade After right. we went through the albums But he He really draws this decade
2: <laughs> Yeah I mean That's a Yeah that's uh, Like you said I mean it's hard to argue Against that Um Drake definitely had A hell of a decade As well But like you said Kendrick Message Is just Completely different Um Kendrick is actually speaking for a cause. He's actually, s- yeah. like, stating important things that some people just need to know culturally as a colored woman, yeah. as a colored man, as a colored young woman, exactly. as a colored young man. And he can talk that shit during it as well. So right. it's like he can give right. you that uplifting
0: music to where right. you feel like you can play that shit in your car. I mean, at the same Agreed. time, he can kind of ease you into it. And not saying that Drake can't, but it's just something to think about. Right. Um, Okay, yeah, but I like game as well, and then just a spe- like a shout out to the deluxe edition as well. Like you listen yeah, to it yep. from back to front, like it also yeah. just kind of gives you a different vibe to it as that well. That was
2: that was very well put together with the deluxe edition. Um,
0: for me, uh, for th- four, or I guess my fourth one, I'd put the life of Pablo. Uh, we really don't have to get as into it if you don't want to, but life of Pablo was one of my favorite projects that Kanye's ever put together. Um, I like it more than my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, um, which is tough to say but i think that was one of the first albums and kendrick's done this as well uh but where it just flowed song to song yeah and it was just like almost you couldn't skip it and if you listen
2: to it out of order it sounded a little weird right like if you heard father shut my hands Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you 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 just it's just what follows after it that that you gotta listen i mean no i i definitely agree with that um that's one of my favorite kanye albums as well um my Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, I just like that just because of the nostalgia. Um, it just brings back memories, good memories. Yeah. Um, I mean, but as far as like nostalgia aside, um, The Life of Pablo is, is a pretty flawless album. Yeah. Um, like you said, you got to listen to it start to finish. can't listen to it out of order or it's just not going to yeah. sound right. I mean, you got a few songs that you can listen you to out of order, on, but, like, but yeah, yeah. Um, if you turn that album on you're going to listen from start to finish. You're going to hear a lot of what the fucks if you just right. go to another song after yeah. that. You, you know, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so if you had
0: to, because I would assume maybe you have another Kanye album on there, but like, kind of give me your favorite Kanye, Bodies of Work, and just kind of his standing um, with you right now, just as mm, the
2: right. Kanye that you know and love. So for Kanye, I'm not really a late Kanye guy. Um, okay. Everybody say the uh college dropout late registration and all that like i mean that stuff is classics like it defines kanye for sure but just for me personally that's not some of my favorites um i mean i would put the graduation in there graduation is is a solid one for me um even my beautiful dark twisted fantasy that was 2010 so that's that's yeah, still yeah. that's still a solid one for me um 808 and heartbeat from 2008 it's a lot of nostalgia behind that as well um and for my nostalgia for that one is um, I had the bootleg version. Wow. And, and I downloaded it to my uh, Xbox 360.
0: Were you, were you a line wire or were you a FrostWire? No.
2: So, I actually, I just bought it from the bootleg CD, man. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So, however, he downloaded really it is how I had it. But <laughs> if if y'all remember back Whatever, in the day when you would true. play your Xbox 360, you would listen to music as well if yeah. it was downloaded. Xbox was beating for the first. Right. Time so when that. I would play the Xbox 360, I would listen to the album start to finish. And I mean, in 2008, I'm an eighth grader in middle school, so I ain't worrying about no bills. I'm just playing the game, stress free. Yeah. So that's just a lot of good nostalgia. Um if I had to pick my favorite overall for Kanye, yeah. um, I would have to go. Honestly, I would have to go to Life of Pablo. Okay. I would have to go to Life of Pablo. Damn. All right, I'll so, do it. I have to. Yeah.
0: I I guess I said I said Life of Pablo earlier, too, but I'm now looking back at that. My beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy tracklist and It starts with Dark Fantasy. You got Gorgeous Power. Then mm-hmm. you got All the Lights. Right. Then you got Monster, Ross, Hove. Hope. So, Paul with Hove again, Hove on back to back feature, Push a T, yep. and Devil in a New Dress. Devil Runaway. in a New
2: Dress is an amazing song. I mean, I might be blame Ross Bias because that's yeah. my guy, but. Ross is really bull. That's, then you know, like you said, Blame Game. That's a hell of a song as well. I mean, that's. I love you. That's yeah. Let's <laughs> play, <but> yeah. Damn. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah,
0: I guess life of Pablo just and, and more of a recency bias. But right now it's kind of I'm I'm kind of off of Kanye, so I, I don't want get into, I guess his bodies of work so much because it just kind of seems a little fraud not fraudulent but it's tainted. I guess is what I'll say just to kind of keep it true. light. Definitely tainted. Um Yeezus too, just kind of an honorable mention for Kanye because the rest of his work didn't make my list, but. Um I had to use it for my grad party actually. Like it was playing <laughs> behind like the slodge for one of the songs, uh Blood yeah. on the Leaves. So that was a little throwback yeah, nostalgia for me as well. That was
2: a solid song. Um
0: give me your third or your fourth pick.
2: On your list. Um so I would have to go Um I would have to go Forest Hills Drive. Interesting. Um I am, I'm not that big of a Cole guy. I mean, I like Cole, but as of late, the projects he dropped, I wasn't a fan of. Um, the Forest Hills Drive was the concert that I went to for that album. And before I seen Travis Scott and before I seen Black, mm-hmm. that was one of the best concerts i ever been to. Um J. Cole was just like a good performer. Yeah, I, was, I think that was his coming out party
0: because that was yeah. when he was just, I think, standing single we, on the that stage. That was when
2: we went to the uh, Susquehanna yeah, Bank. Man. Shout out to Susquehanna Bank, man. They got a Shout lot up. of them. Shout out to Seth for falling asleep standing up, too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and that, hopefully we we'll find a picture for that and show the listeners and <laughs> just <laughs> pick yourself
2: cooked. Yeah, that, that, concert, that concert was like, all right, I'm a J. Cole guy. Um, I mean, from start to finish, it was just flawless. Um, everything he was rapping while he told his story, and it was stuff that we could relate to. Yeah. Um, that was that. That'll be third for me for sure. Um, it was just like I said. It was just from start to finish. There was no skips for me. Um, the track list. Give me one second to pull up that track list. Yeah, and
0: for for Cole, that was it. Was coming off of. I think Born Center was the last one before that, right? Um,
2: so before that was yeah, Born yeah, Center like, was before. So Born that. Center,
0: I, like being, I mean, that's gonna come in for me. Like I, I guess we can even talk about it now. That's my second favorite album of the decade. Mm-hmm. Uh, Born Center just is like being his real coming out part. Of yeah, it, like, after, right. Like, the sideline story and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like
2: actually, sideline well, story is is one of my favorites as well. Sideline story. That was his decade, too. Uh yeah, twenty eleven. Twenty eleven was was sideline story and that was solid from yeah, start to finish. And then like you said, Born Center was twenty thirteen. Um Born Center start to finish. Dream.
0: Yeah, Mr. Nice um, Watch.
2: Nobody's
0: perfect. Yeah, I mean Rising Cole shine. had a
2: hell of a decade too. Yeah. That- Cole had a hell of a
0: decade. Like you <laughs> like, see, um, but, like that's that's the thing about Cole. Like that's one of the few albums where if I go on my phone, like I got I just got the whole joint downloaded. Yeah, like, right, yeah, right, right, right. I, like, it's, I'm not, it's not even a point for me to try and yeah, pick songs. Yeah, I mean, songs,
2: so. Bor- like Born Center Top songs are crazy. Yeah, like start to finish, I don't think it's his best for me personally, but like. The songs that's like Land of Snakes, that's a crazy song. And
0: and it went so with the skits too, like so the Kenny Sermon skits. That was another part of it too. Like a lot of with artists, you see the development of being able to put stuff around it. Like Tory do a real good job of it. He's probably an honorable mention for you and I. Right,
2: right. And then he had um he had Power Trip, which was that was a single, and that was a universal song. Uh, Women and men both was was filling that song. then he had Let Nas Down. That was a big song from that album that a lot of people um, took heed to for. Um. Then, yeah, I mean, but yeah, for me, as far as Cole goes, I would have to say Far East Hills Drive for sure. Okay.
0: Yeah, I got, yeah. Okay, not as many on there for me, but yeah, I think my favorite Cole album would be Born Center, um, strictly for just the time. Like, I think that's another one, just time of my life, like, senior high school mm-hmm. um right around the city like it was just like, in the streets <laughs> it's like no but it just had
2: just an infinite amount of just like 2013 yeah. we definitely was in the streets. yeah like that was just, a, that was a good year the house party shout out, shout out to the house party's <laughs> handicraft, crib Landark diner uh yeah 2013
0: used to be lit um Miss America. Is she going to pop? Um, yeah, it's just Cole. Call, Cole's also had a hell of a decade. Before we get into our last two, uh, give me your mixtape. Um, your mixtape's of the decade. I know I kind of surprised you here, but thinking about Ross, I, I had to uh, say Rich Forever as an honorable mention. Mixtape of, yeah, yeah, of the decade? mixtape of the decade. Just to kind of give you a pick. Rich Forever, had a Holy Ghost, High Definition, New Bugatti. Uh, a
2: mixtape of the decade.
0: King of Diamonds. Yeah, I know. Yeah, take your time, look it up. Jeez. But stay scheming, with French. Like he had
2: so much. All that. right, so a mixtape of the decade.
0: Another one for honorable mention: Stone Mountain, kalua that Childish with John. That was to me, I think. Everyone saw, like, the one, I don't even know the Childish album, like, the fours on the cover, but he really ran that mixtape, so.
2: for mixtapes of the decade, um, Future is in there a few times. Oh, my God,
0: that's, because I had to bring it up, because he doesn't have an album in the decade. So, we
2: got Purple Rain, and then, most famously, we got 56 Nights. 56 Nights, 56 Nights, so crazy. 56 Nights (laughs) and Purple Rain are top. Ever for me. Um, ever. <laughs> like, ever? Ever for mixtapes? So you my, my favorite mixtape, like number one, is No Cillings, yes, hands down. So then after that, number two would be The Drought Three. So that's one and two for me. I don't care what nobody say are this decade, right? I think um, no, Yeah, these, no, either one of them are this decade, but I just mean ever, like yeah. in general any this decade. Period, that's yeah. one and two for me. Um, but as far as this decade goes, yeah, I would have to just go future. Um, mm-hmm. that's just off the top. Um uh Fab Fab summertime shootout was solid. Okay. Um I'm a fan of that for sure. Then you got Tory Lanes with the Chick's tape. Yeah. Um the Chick's Tape series was crazy. Was so, probably, actually, let me change that. I'll have to put the most recent Chick's Tape 5 as mm, mixtape of the decade. Um, nah, that's a little recency bias, bro. I don't
0: think, I don't think 2012, 2013, you had to hear in uh, 56 Nights with DJ Esco after you got I his mean, little shit wiped. And then, yeah, yeah, in nah, a
2: bro. way, it's recency bias, but I mean, no, I... Put like the, I, w- I don't have an order. That would okay. just be the top ones for me. I can't give an order. Okay. Yeah, I can't give an order. But like, Chick's Tape 5 was crazy. uh
0: uh-uh. um, Would you put the, like, Drake, if you're reading this too late, Uh, What a Time to Be Alive, would you put those um, in the albums so, or mixtape portions of your...
2: I mean, I didn't really... I, I thought What a Time to Be Alive was an album, but I guess yeah. not. Um, I mean, it was an album to me, I personally, yeah, that's do, but what they just called like, it a mixtape. Just tape. like, if you're reading this now, it's too late, that was an album to me as well. Yeah um, but we're we're barking upon the, the the famous argument of the decade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've seen this argument everywhere. Um, it's not time for it yet, but it's coming. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah coming.
0: We're, we're gonna get into it. Let's get into our our second favorite, and then we'll we'll close with that. Um, I think we have the same one, but watch the throne. Uh, Hovind, and Yay. I actually
2: didn't have watch okay. the throne for two. Okay. But that's so got, another combo that, that we can we can touch on. Yeah,
0: we can we can get into it right now. Um, watch It Through dropped in 2011. Um, just given that time frame, mm-hmm. you and I and everyone else that was just a hip hop head, a young hip hop head at the time, hadn't right. seen the two most elite rappers or the mm-hmm. elite rappers in the game get together and do a compilation of music,
2: right. such as this.
0: Um, what 16 songs starting with New Church in the Wild. Mm-hmm. Kind of introducing us, or not introducing, but showing the world who Frank Ocean was. Yeah. And Frank's on there okay. a lot. Okay. Um, the Don't be on the next one, Liftoff, Niggas in Paris, just uh, Gotta Have It, New Day, Welcome to the Jungle, mm-hmm. Who Gonna Stop Me, Murder of Excellence, yada, 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 Ham, mm-hmm. hey, towards the end of it. It just was beautifully made music, okay. and then also mixed with the two best lyricists and one of the most creative guys. Right. To date and Kanye so it was just awesome like there was very few things that we could have seen agreed agreed
2: um I mean as far as musically it's definitely uh a great album um Mm -hmm. but I think the the most buzz surrounding that was simply because of the cult like for the culture they did it for the culture like at the time you had two up-and-coming moguls um I mean musically they were at the top of the game, but just at the time that was a that was a different Kanye. That's not Kanye that we have now. Yeah. Um that was a a Kanye that everyone loved. Um he wasn't making he wasn't controversial comments yeah. and tweets. He was just being Which is sometimes okay. But yeah, he, he was just be being the dude from Chicago essentially. Um he was just Damn being himself. who he Naturally is, yeah. um, along with Jay Z being who he is. Yeah. So culturally, um, we like
0: eccentric Kanye. Right, that's the thing where people right. are missing. Like we love right. the Kanye that's kind of a not an asshole, but he could say George George Bush don't like black people, right. but then he could bounce back from it because he has those moments of realness of things you right. all want to say, but. You couldn't really say it with the Taylor Swift thing. That's I think that's a moment of the decade. They go yeah. on stage and yeah, and, you know, B should have won this. Drum. Right, like she had right. of the decade. Like,
2: right, and it's crazy because like yo, the Kanye now I don't see him doing that at all. Uh, the Kanye now won't happen. He was shook. <laughs> which is which is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so for me, uh, for number two, for me, um, I'll either go Teflon Don mm. or Mastermind. Mastermind, um And again, I mean, Rick Ross had a hell of a decade as well. Um, most recently, he dropped Porter Miami, too. Uh, that was in the conversation for Album of the Year for a lot of people. Um, some people, not so much. But, I mean, there was also a good amount that it's just beautiful music. Um, whenever Rick Ross drops something, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get some smooth beats, smooth punchlines, some solid features. Um, and I I wouldn't say it's biased because again it's just good music. Um, yeah. Ross's music is somewhat timeless. You know what you're oh, gonna get it's from definitely it. timeless. Um, man,
0: Ross has he he gives you Ross is one of those like visual rappers where right, he can yeah, he can really sure. paint a picture for you. So when you listen to Ross, it's just like it's almost an experience most of the times. And it you, re, you re, it's like it's, excuse my French, but it's like rich nigga shit. Yeah, right. Where it's it just is. like you, you, you feel wealthy and you feel excellent when you listen to Ross. So yeah, I think that's the you know, I'm, and I guess it sounds exaggerating, but that's just Ross. Like anytime you turn on Ross, you can't feel like a sucker. yeah, yeah the is. boss man. You
2: know what you're gonna get. Um, I mean, even even his mixtapes from the decade, um, God Forgives I Don't was technically a mixtape, okay. which was solid. Um, again, what, his his music is. Where just, are you, you put in Port of Miami? two yeah um of the decade I'll put it in my top five for the decade um I don't know where in that top five but I'll put it in there for sure um it's just great music uh the the build up for it he delivered um I mean he got Wale on there of course Gunplay of course sticking to his MMG family got Meek Mill um a Boogie, John Legend, Drake. Um, anytime John Legend and Rick Ross and Drake and Rick Ross are on a song, it's, it's oh a my, guarantee. They're, they're, they're one of the
0: duos. Um, we'll get into that later. Like the top duos. Yeah. Of the decade of they the top they gear, just
2: can't miss. I mean, even John Legend and Rick Ross, like every song they have together is is amazing music. Not even just the words, just actual music Um, from an instrument standpoint, from a production standpoint, it's just great music, Um, and I always enjoy great music.
3: We're going to be rich forever. Yeah, Yeah,
2: for sure, Um, for sure.
0: Okay, before we get into our number one, I kind of want to just rattle off some honorable mentions that we didn't miss. Uh, I brought this up to a couple people just to kind of get people's takes on it. So for the R&B side, Daniel Caesar had two really good ones this decade with Freudian and uh, Case Study. I liked Freudian a little bit more, just... Because I was, again, the first time I really exposed to Daniel. Uh, Snow Allegra, hers came out in 2019. Late ad, but I don't care nobody says. Ugliest feels, again, crazy. Um, it was just, I don't know, it was a beautiful body of work. Anderson Pock, uh, he had Venice Beaches, and what's the name in there? Uh, Oxnard, and I'm forgetting the name of my favorite one, but they all have like, these freaky ass names. <laughs> um, Malibu. Yeah, Malibu, Malibu with uh, The Bird, mm-hmm. Put Me Through, uh, Come Down, Silicon Valley, yada, yada, yada.
2: Give me yeah, some I of mean, your honorable mentions. Um, so for R&B, honorable mention for me uh, would have to be Black. Mm-hmm. Um, Which song? Both. I mean, both his albums was released this decade. Um, his first famously, uh, Free Black, is actually... So it was released in... It was released in 2015, um, but it's actually older than that. Um, he was just in a, a record label situation where they was holding his music. Once he got out of it, that's why the album was titled Free Black. Um, then his Land and Love Letter, I seen that in concert, and that was the best R&B concert I've ever been to. Um, his band was where great. Where did you see that at? What venue? Uh, it was at the Fillmore, actually. Okay. So that's what made it. I mean, it was sold out. It was packed but it's a, it was a nice size venue, so the, the vibe was, was nice. Um, mm-hmm. His mm-hmm. voice live was solid. Um, I'm going to go with Summer Walker as well. I was impressed with Summer Walker projects. Um, her voice isn't the greatest. Um, but it doesn't have to be when you were... Yeah, her voice isn't the greatest. It's not bad, but it's not the greatest. But just, her 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 lyrics, her music is, is solid. Um, <clears throat> I had this argument with, with some of my friends, and we were arguing if who was better out of uh her and summer walker and my take on it and a few others was her has an amazing voice her voice is way better but her lyrics isn't just and her music isn't that popular towards people it's not she's not stating like uh catchy lines and stuff like that like summer walker is um or stuff that a lot of people it's can not relate cap- to. It's not captured music. Though. Yeah, it's right. More, like our, music. At least for our generation. Our generation is Summer Walker to a T. Yeah. So people eat her stuff up. Yeah, I understand. <clears throat> but that'll be... Um, I think that'll be my three yeah. for R&B. And then just um, a couple hip-hop
0: ones just because I know this next conversation for number one is going to be crazy. Two out of Ride from Boz, Crazy
2: Drone, you know, Digital... Uh, what a Time to Be Alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. My hip-hop, I would definitely have to put... Um, Roddy Rich, Rich yeah. yeah, yeah, that that that, go down that album, uh, start to finish, is
0: crazy. Yeah, he's taking a page out of the elk of having the songs kind of flow. But let's get into our album of the decade conversation that we've had multiple multiple times, just of mm-hmm. between Scooby and myself, other friends. But um, it goes for who I would say is the artists of the decade, just all around. And when I say artists of the decade, it's your influence on the culture. It's your actual music. It's your music with others. It's your influence on the actual sound. Um, This person is, I mean, and it sounds like I'm giving him a wrestling intro, but this person has also changed like how we do things on social media. Like it's just, there's countless things that this person has kind of given to our culture aside from music. But then I think it was all pressed forward into two or three really, really, really important albums. Um, This guy is the one and only Drake. For me, (laughs) Take Care is by far the best album of the decade. Um, I'm sure school will give you his, but for one to 20, just no misses. That was the first album where I think as an adolescent I just – I understood, I was like, this is what music is supposed to be. Like, this is what music is supposed to make you feel like, like for, it, it speaks to you. It wasn't old school music, so it wasn't someone trying to put me on a, oh, you should hear this from the 1990s, or it wasn't an album that just, I listened to just because everyone else was listening to, obviously everyone was listening to Take Care, but like, Take Care like felt like something, and I think that was the first time where an artist, or like a rapper just I don't know, gave me a one through twenty project at that age where I got just like I had to listen to all twenty songs. And there are multiple days where I listen to all twenty, and there are multiple days today where I listen to all twenty. <laughs> um yeah, Over My Dead Body, uh Crew Love, Marvin's Room, Underground Kings, Lord Knows the With Ross, which is I think the best duo in hip hop, but right. Ross and Drake is just you can't miss. Obviously here with Money in the Grave. Things like that. Hell yeah, fucking right. The motto, um, practice. And then my favorite joint on there, Cameras. Um, uh, but I know that's a hot take, but it's just it's so much heat on
2: there. But what say you, Scooby? So for mine, um, again, like you said, Drake is the artist of the decade for me as well. Um, just his overall body of work, his features, yeah. um, his uniqueness. That's definitely one thing I can highlight is Drake uniqueness. Um, but I would have to go with nothing was the same. Um, the popular opinion or the popular pick is take care for a lot of people. Um, you don't try to downplay the pick just. Because it's, it's the I mean, best. it's it's I mean it's really it's really no way to downplay it. I mean it's it's definitely a solid album. Um, I, I enjoy take care as well, but just for me, nothing was the same was the first time that I feel like. We heard Drake as Drake, yeah. meaning like no other heavy influences off no one else. Like that was just Drake putting himself into an album. Um, some people may say, "Oh, he was in his feelings for that album." Um, some people may say, "I was in my feelings for liking that album," but
0: man, but that's th- that's <clears throat> so not to interject, but to interrupt. I'm gonna let you finish. But that's the point of music. Like if you can't right. get an artist to get right. you to make you feel a certain way, then you're not listening to good music. like, And for, they can say, yeah, I understand. Like it does sound suspect to think a man can get you in your feelings, but he's, right. he's talking shit that every right. guy can relate to mm-hmm. or every woman can relate to in some
2: facet or form. It's so, like, Agreed. that's important. <laughs> like it's to get you in your feelings, but continue. Like the nostalgia behind that album as a freshman in college, um, first semester at that, mean you know, the weather's still nice. Yeah. <laughs> you're Earl around easy, and, easy, and, and then all the these doors. different situations you got a lot going on and then drake drops that and it's just like she situation can you can you
0: elaborate on some of these situations scoob
2: anything you can kind of bring um, back to your iup days um, i mean essentially one one nostalgic moment like right off the top is when this album first dropped um I just I just had got with my girl at the time, mm-hmm. and and her cat she posted a picture of us for the first time like ever, and her caption was a Drake line from uh, nothing was the same. Yeah, so you definitely was in your feelings. Um, so no, it wasn't even that I was in my feelings, but it was just like that album in general. Like aside from her, was just a crazy vibe for <laughs> that yeah. time of my life. Like yeah. it was just it was just that. But then like even to. Like, even now, mm-hmm. um, yeah, to off of I mean, obviously, it came out, what, we'll be in 2020 now. Wow, that's seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> seven years later, it still hit the same for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't nothing to do with no female, no nothing. It's just it's just <laughs> beautiful music.
0: Um, yeah, I, so what I will give to... This one is The intro Tuscan Leather Is Drake's best intro like For that, sure Yeah that's For sure Incredible intro sure. Just like That set the tone yeah, For the album the Definitely Sounds and all that Yeah um, Worst Behavior Was I guess His like Social media song Like that was the song That got everyone I started from the bottom Actually I apologize But Worst was another one That kind of People can kind of Just sing along Like sing along to like, You need a couple of those On each album um, five in my city Was crazy as well I ain't really, all me with Chains and Big Sean ain't really go as far as, it probably went like another year for me, but I don't think I listened to that song many yeah, times I mean, uh, this year.
2: It was, it's not a bad song, but it was, I think that's the only song on the album that like, he like, all right, <clears throat> I have to put a hip hoppy featured with other people Big hip hop guys yeah. on my album. I feel like that's why he did yeah. that. And that I mean, worked. again, it's not a bad song, and I think where he put it, putting it last on the album, was a good idea because it doesn't really flow with the rest yeah. of the album. Um, but again, it's a deluxe. It's like a deluxe package. Almost. Yeah, right, like right. 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 Um, Pound Key was on there as well. Um, yeah, he's had a couple good drums. He had Janae on there from Tom. Yeah, that that song is that song is is a great song um I mean even to touch on her her music is is solid um I like her music a lot to touch on her she has some solid projects that she put out
0: yeah um I I yeah Janae Janae clicked for me late um and she's one of those she's one of those girls that's in the mix but she didn't have a project I guess that would put up in there in the decade. Um, that's
2: kind of what we're at right yeah, now. Yeah, so, I mean, her 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 project that dropped uh, was this decade, actually. But I think it was considered a mixtape. Um, so she dropped, hold on, give me one second. Well, she dropped Trip in 2017 and then sold out in 2014, but that's not what I was alluding to. Ah, um, oh, yeah, I was alluding to Sell Out, which was an EP that was dropped in 2013. Okay. And, um, That was her best work. For me, that was the song. Uh, the album where she had Kendrick on there, "Stay Ready." That was solid. All right. So
0: not to pin our our, our queens against one another, but if you had to go, her, SZA, um, Summer, Tiana, Snow, right now. Um, kind of give me those in a in a ranking. So who who's falling first in your playlist? If you had to, if you had to put us to playlist together.
2: With all of those, you forgot you forgot my baby Georgia, okay. Georgia, oh my god, Georgia Georgia Smith. Georgia you forgot my baby Georgia. Yeah. Actually, I forgot my baby Georgia when we talked about R&B. I'm 100% taking her over Summer Walker, yeah. so that's my bad. Um, but <laughs> will yeah, like she heard this, she, <laughs> yeah, she might my bad, Georgia. Yeah, she but might Austin hear me. I, this crazy. I, I'm sorry for that. Um, <laughs> that's definitely um, one of
0: the ones like the lifeboats freestyling there. Go super yeah, crazy. So
2: if for R and B women, um, number one, I would probably have to go Georgia. Okay. Georgia for sure. Um, it's close but she she's one for me. Um, number two, I would have to go scissor. Scissor album was was great to me. Start to finish, no skips. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually was listening to that album earlier today. Um it's just it's just music that's good for guys, good for for women as well. I mean, she had the the famous single with um, Travis from off that album. Uh, can't think of the name of the song for some reason. Um, but that album was was solid. Then for three, I would go. Hmm, I'll probably go Snow. I would go Snow for three. Okay. I could take Snow for three. Um. And then there were others just fall in line yeah,
0: from others fall in line. Um, yeah, I think I I almost concur with that. I'd probably take oh yeah, Georgia's drum was cool, but she wouldn't be number one for me. i probably yeah, no, I'd probably take Snow's drum is really crazy. I hate to put her as like number one, but I've listened to that album like way too much.
2: Whatever. Let's listen. So let's, you be in your fills huh? Uh, uh,
0: that's, yo, listen... <laughs> good artists can get you in your feelings. Like if your, if your music That's doesn't true, get you yeah. in your feelings then you listen to bad music you That's gotta true. reevaluate That's true. um best hip hop moments of the decade or just culture moments of the decade. We don't have to classify it as hip hop. Um I got a couple written down here just to kind of jog our memories but mm-hmm. we got the whole Chris Brown and Drake in a club thing where Tony Parker was a casualty of <laughs> that. Right, right um we got the meek and Drake beef and Drake was in a lot of beats, uh Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we, got, we got the Hove and uh Hove and Game Jones. You know, like it's, yeah. it's it's a couple real good like I guess squabbles amongst people within the culture. Yeah, um, that's true. Um What would you say is uh,
2: I guess one of your memorable <coughs> ones um the decade? I would say I I feel like I feel like the Chris Brown and Drake thing Only because we were robbed of the potential music they could have been making together. Yeah, countless, countless, Um, countless. Like they just started getting back together. Which Drake admitted it stemmed from the whole Rihanna situation. Um, Interesting. Yeah, um, that's yeah. I mean, I they I just choose that just for simply the the music aspect. Like I feel like they could have made a lot of great music during that time. Um, and they just recently made up with No Guidance which was a hit um, for sure New Gu- No Guidance is a, is a great song yeah. um, I mean the other ones I don't really they weren't really real beeps for real for real I well, it doesn't mean, have to be a beep like so maybe it's a Takashi thing like that was definitely a, yeah the Takashi thing was crazy like yeah, months. The Takashi thing was crazy. thing where everyone kind of <laughs> knew that
0: this kid just didn't belong in the situation, but he was here, and his shit was kind of lit. Like, yeah. It just kind of happened to work out. Um, what, what What would you go with? What would you go with? That's a couple drones I was thinking about. So I thought about this a little bit. Like, remember when Will Smith smacked the bull for trying to kiss him? Like, that was yeah. when I kind of of the decade. Um, just, like, memeable stuff. Like, remember Jordan crying at the... Uh, at the Hall of Fame, she made like a real yeah, big thing of that. That's true. Um, we'll go back to basketball, but it's I didn't get to talk about it with you on the podcast. But uh, the whole LeBron going to Miami, coming back up, and winning mm-hmm. a championship in Cleveland, like that, just as a yeah. story is incredible. It is, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Jeter, um, but I'm trying to think of more. I guess regular people,
2: like I don't know. Yeah, it, it was. Hmm, yeah, I mean to. To go off of, like hip hop or the music industry, um, there was a lot of iconic sports moments um, of this decade. I mean, famously, the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Earlier, um, shout out to the birds. To the birds. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, as far as the hip hop moments of the decade, that was just one for me that I could, yeah, I could go with based off the ones that you had. Okay. Uh,
0: lastly, we'll, we'll do a little just cinema. Um, when we're not watching basketball or in the streets, as we said earlier, uh, Scoob and I, and as many others do, enjoy movies and TV shows like Breaking Bad, watch the th- uh, Game of Thrones, things of that nature. So give me, I guess, some of your top movies, shows of the decade. You can just give me, like, two or three of each and then we'll close this thing out
2: um so for movies I'll go with the John Wick series okay. um all of those movies were just solid movies um led by Keanu Reeves hell of an actor um great presence on the screen yeah um sure I'll go with Mad Max um just because we spoke about this off air um the movie was actually done in a desert yeah. uh wasn't much gcr yeah, green screen nothing like that yeah um so that that was that's what put it up there for me um to touch on series uh a series that a lot of people may not have watched yet um that is a great series would be money heist on netflix um so for me personally that's Netflix best show, Net their best original show. Four seasons in now, right? I think? Um, just about. Yeah, okay. uh the fourth season comes out in April, I believe. Okay. Um and then I would have to go Snowfall for sure. Yeah, Snowfall's um, definitely coming out. Snowfall on. is a great show. And the fact that the main character, Franklin Saint, um it's not even American the way he plays that role is almost flawless. Um, well, not almost. It is flawless. Um, he's actually British, I believe. Yeah. Um. He, if you hear him Thompson, talk... Thompson Idris. Yeah, if you hear him talk, he has an accent and everything. Great. But watching that show, Flawless, you would swear he was actually from L.A. He was actually from uh, where he plays in the show. So that'll be... That's something for me.
3: Okay.
0: Um. Yeah, for me, movie-wise, just like The Dark Knight, obviously, Heath Ledger and... Um, Christian Bale mm-hmm. um, Hateful Eight I love Quick Tarantino Extended Scenes um, Agree. Leo Always good Samuel Like it's just I don't know real good. John Django I like that Django as well Django would be like My number three movie Actually if I had to rank <laughs> them Just because I don't know That was just right. a Great movie
2: Right
0: uh, Comedic value But then it also gave you Like a serious side Yada yeah, yada Yeah,
2: Led by Jamie Foxx yeah. And Samuel L.
0: Always a great mix they, They've gotten together I think they'd probably Be one of the better like yeah, it, on be, screen yeah. for sure. So if you had to go Samuel Allen Jamie or Will and uh what's the name? Um uh, Martin. Who you going
2: with? Martin Lawrence. Um I gotta take Will and Martin. Mm. Bad Boys that's just my movie. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> okay. Okay, no, I just had to throw it out like thing.
0: Um other movies, imitation game, big short, uh Big Short was just uh, that was an incredible movie Steve Carell killed that and Wolf of Wall Street and TV show wise Game of Thrones of this decade but it got shitty because everybody just hopped on the wave and trying yeah. to say the show was true. shitty towards the end I hated true.
3: that like, you
0: gotta look at the show for what it gave you in all the seasons not for what yeah. it gave you in the last one but whatever um, Breaking Bad was a crazy john like you said like I yeah. thought that was the first I think I was like the first show I really binge, binge, yeah. like because like, I was in college and like right. you didn't really binge shows until. Mm-hmm. I mean, for those of you who didn't go to college, you probably found other times to binge. But for me, <clears throat> college was. Yeah, like you just a lot of time in the dorm, like mm-hmm. you're just kicking it. You got your laptop, right? In the little tiny sure. twin, and you, <laughs> you get into it. Like, yeah, I'm still here. Netflix. Um, <laughs> yeah, those are definitely, I guess, some shows
2: that I. An honorable yeah, mention for me, um, for name. shows would definitely have to be Ballers. If Ballers was an hour long show, I think it would be oh my god, for sure. a lot better. I mean, it's not a bad show, but just it's just short. Um, yeah, it's like twenty eight minutes or so to be exact, but it's still a great show. Um, Star studded, um, athletes in there are actually themselves. Um, they don't have fake names, which is yeah. a cool thing it's to see good. in the show. Um, so that's one thing that's definitely, definitely solid yeah um for me I would say
3: hmm,
0: honorable mention I would no, I would say high maintenance that's a real good show a lot of people don't know about That's it. on HBO but it's the concept of the show is basically a drug dealer who rides around New York City on a bike but the show isn't revolved around him it's revolved around the people that he sells his drugs to and then mm-hmm. like, they all tie in like somehow and it's like right. it's a real crazy show right so that's a little deep cut for y'all if y'all want to go and, and find solid, that out. Solid, um, Okay, yeah, Joe, I think that's that's about it. Um, We're just going to close the episode out. You got something I know you wanted to kind of prep the people on, and I know that you got something coming yeah, in the works. Yeah, so Pun
2: um, stay tuned in the works. We got Smooth Fitness and meal Prep coming through the works. Um yeah. Essentially, it'll just be a meal prepping service for you guys, um, enlighten you on some nutrition facts, just to give good food, healthy food to the people. Um, Besides that, thanks to Sully and Quitty, who's not in the studio at the moment, for having me on the show. Um, Of course. Speaking on what I love, sneakers. (laughs) Um, Other than that, solid episode. And again, thanks for having me. Of course, my guy. Um, As he said, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we appreciate
0: you guys taking the time to be with us. Uh, hopefully, we can continue to give you guys content for your ears. As my man Scoob said, watch out for Scoob Snacks. That's my fucking name for the, name for the business, <laughs> but uh, he coming he with some crazy shit. Um, TNT Hoops, episode 29, back at again for the new year. Happy 2020 uh, to you and your loved ones. Love.
2: Love.
3: Try and be a heartbreak Now try and be a heartbreak